What's going on, good people? DJ here, Casey here, Adam here. Uh, also, um, Justin will be here in a little bit as well. We'll add him in whenever he got, you know comes in. Uh, Want to shout out to all our everybody watching. Appreciate it. Um, if you're watching or listening, uh, if you happen to be listening on wherever you may be listening, Anchor, Spotify, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, be sure to like us on Facebook uh, because that's where like most most of everything's gonna go. Uh, is Facebook. That's where you can get the uh, exclusive live, you know, as it happens type coverage more so than just the uh, pre-recorded when I get a chance to get to it uh, type deal with with uh, the audio platforms. But nonetheless, uh, NFL week three picks week three NFL week five picks going backwards here. Uh, NFL week five picks. Um, we don't want to go back to week three. We want to go back to week three. We're going to keep it at week five. Um, I mean, uh, that would make the picks real easy, though. <laughs> we like the sports almanac and back to the future too <laughs> we'd have all the spoilers uh we'd have all of them um but uh nonetheless you know we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it here and uh we'll uh we'll make sure to uh get this colts browns game out of the way uh quickly early uh even before, and, and i guess we'll we'll kind of brush over last week anything that adam will say because i know he kind of uh, has to you know get in and get out and you know no no worries about that one. I'm sure he'll 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 be ready next week for the full shebang a bang, uh, you know possibly. But nonetheless, uh, shout out to Sarah uh, for tuning in as well. Uh, appreciate the the heart on Facebook too. Thanks. Um, you know I mean so, so, sorry I, I got we get, still got Casey around. You know I, I know it's rough on him. I, I know it's rough on you definitely. But nonetheless, 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 NFL week five. Um, Preview and uh, week four review, I guess you could say. Um, real quick, Adam, what were you thinking about uh, about last week uh, and, and kind of what went down? And we'll talk about the Colts. Because the Cowboys-Browns uh, game was pretty wild. It felt like y'all were going to, I mean, steamroll them. And then here comes Captain Comeback, Dak Prescott. Yeah, and, and that, that was the aggravating thing was that even going into the fourth quarter, and it was forty-one fourteen. With like again, like like he said up top, we we were in Disney uh, for the last handful of days, and we're having lunch. It's going into the fourth quarter, and I, and I looked at my wife, you know, and I'm giving her the updates, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not uh, safe with this yet because aside from the aside from the obvious of Dak can just start slinging it left and right, which is what he did. And per the history of Cleveland, where no lead is safe. Like I've said to people, like, I don't care if it's 50 to nothing. Brown has that lead, whatever. I will not feel safe to that clock says zero, zero, zero. Because I've been part of too many come from behind, come from behind victories to the other team. DJ, I'm sure you'll, you'll remember this, the Monday night game. A few years ago with the kick six, they go into overtime. We have a chance to, I don't know, I don't know if it was to go into overtime or if it was in overtime, but like we had a chance to kick it to go ahead per the new rule, whatever though, blocked and the Ravens kick it back. And the, that last image from the end zone side, whatever though, is, is that fat, <clears throat> I'm going to, my language that fat ass cam irving lunging trying to catch i can't even remember who was that returned it whatever though that just i'm like like that 
that is our season in a in a nutshell. But that again, that was like 2015 when we had Mike Penn. But anyway, but from all the clips I've seen, all the you know the the stats and all that stuff, whatever. Though I'm like, we we finally have like an NFL offense. Like it, it, like they're clicking on all cylinders. All the stars shine bright. Odell played out of his mind. People were messaging me like, man, when he did that that loop around for that 50-yard run at the end, everyone's like, man, he, he barely squeaked by Alden Smith, which on the surface, yes, but if you look on the other end of that shot, he he completely sidestepped Alden. Alden Smith didn't have he a prayer. Like the man on the field, didn't he? That's what he, I saw yes. when I watched the play. I yeah, was like, he, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he, it was, he got up to like 20 – 20 some odd mile an hour it, it was insane but it, if if you look at if you look at clips of his of his cuts and his double moves and his routes i'm like he's he's back knock on wood he's healthy you know so it, it was full complimentary football with the running game i my stomach turned when i saw that chub went out i was like you got to be kidding me but how like i'm seeing the Cleveland media saying that, like, you know, it doesn't seem to be that bad, but that he's not going to return to the game. I said, okay, good. They, they don't need to run him into the ground. You know, if this is, you, you know, in this climate, you, you don't want to, you don't want to hurt the golden goose. And then boom, Dearness Johnson says, hold my beer player, 13 rushes for like 95 yards and looked good. He acted like he was Alvin Kamara out there. It, it was, it was incredible. Like I was, as crazy as that comeback was, they still pulled away with a double double digit victory. And the craziest two point conversion I've ever seen on a block extra point that the Dallas Cowboys can only do as they've done before, like Leon Lett back in the day, where block kick, you advance in and it stumbles into the end zone, two point conversion. So, but this was a statement. I mean, regardless of the of the comeback, whatever, that was a statement win for Cleveland. It was so you know too many times of well, this is a team they should beat, and despite Dallas being one and one and two at that point, it was like okay, this is still the Cowboys, and you're going into their house. You need to make a statement. And Kevin Stefanski. I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun too quick, whatever there. But if he keeps, he keeps this pace, especially with calling plays, he could be in position to be coach of the year. Because he is. He was toying with Mike Nolan in his play calling. And Mike Nolan, how do you leave Odell Beckham one on one at the goal line? Swip, swip, boom, easy touchdown. So I. I don't. I mean, we knew Dallas's defense was bad. Whatever, but that it was fully on display on Sunday. But 41 14 going into the fourth. Great, you know, Dallas has that great comeback. The TV people I know enjoyed that, you know, when it was all said and done. But um, I, I was elated. We were walking out of, we were walking out of the park and i looked down on my phone cuz i had the espn app up i looked down on my phone and it says odell beckham 50 yard touchdown and i started i started steamrolling towards towards main street whatever though this went yeah 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 and one of the guys that has 
you know, the cameras where you could take a picture, you know, right in front of the castle was giving me the, like, what's, what's wrong with this guy? Whatever. I'm like, I'm like, they just scored. I'm sorry. But anyway, no, real, real excited. First time in 20 years, they're three and one. Can't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still gobsmacked by that, but great win. Great statement win for the, for the Browns. And like you said, first time they, they've been three and one in, in that many years. That's that's like enough said right there. Uh, you know, I, I was really impressed by by uh, how they played in that game too, and it it really just shows you how weak two I think the NFC East is. That's not taking credit away from Cleveland. That's just saying the NFC East is just rough. It's just I mean, no, I, I, none of them won last week, did they? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they all lost. So Washington still uh, the Eagles beat Eagles beat the 49ers. That's right. No, that's right. The Eagles won, and then they ended up uh, taking over the lead uh, due to their tie from a week ago. So uh, ironic, you know how ironic that is. Um, but uh, how'd you? Anything else you you were surprised about from week four? Uh, I mean, I'm just in just in general, anything really just shock you besides, of course, Cleveland putting it on the Cowboys like that? Well, a yeah, big big shock. I can't say really shock whatever though, but you know, a little little bit of a eye opener was Panthers slowly starting to turn the corner. You know, I don't think they're out of the woods yet, but they're starting to gain some momentum. With, is, you know, is does it have something to do with the Cardinals maybe taking a step back? Yes, and that was going to be yeah, you know, going to you know, be my my second thing too. Is like like Cardinals falling too straight, and because uh, I figured after last week, you know, they'd bounce back whatever though, but boom. They, they they take another L. Now that I'm not saying that they're done or anything, whatever. I just find that very very surprising, especially with the momentum they had going into this season with them getting uh, Hopkins and, and whatnot, and, and you know Kyler getting a now a full another full complimentary uh, uh, off season, you know in quotations with with Kingsbury. But um, but yeah, uh, other than that. You know, nothing, nothing really, you know, jumping off the page. I was a little surprised, you know, this is off field stuff. I was a little surprised the Texans fired uh, Bill O'Brien. But at the same time, like to me, that should have been done a while ago. I mean, I know he's won like four out of like the last six years. He's won the AFC South, whatever, though. But I mean, Bill just got so much egg in the face with the, DeAndre Hopkins trade and, you know, and, and uh, not, not having any help for Deshaun. Deshaun deserves better in, in this, in this climate, whatever though. But that's why I said like they, they're in terms of this year, they're, they are done. But yeah, other, other than that, nothing really, nothing really jumped off the page. It was interesting to have two Monday night games. That was kind of fun. Um, that, I mean, even though nobody cared about the Packers Falcons game, that actually turned out to be a pretty decent game. Um, but, uh, I'm going to turn the floor over to Casey and, uh, Adam here, uh, for the, the Browns Colts, uh, super matchup here, uh, main event. Um, since Adam doesn't, uh, of course, if anybody's just tuning in, they're like, what's going on? This is out of order. 
Adam doesn't have much time tonight, so we're trying to. I'm trying to make sure everybody knows what's going on, and they're not really confused. It's even yeah, Justin I literally doesn't even know what's going on. So I'm trying to help Justin out too. Justin, didn't <laughs> want to, uh, for, yeah, yes, heard yeah. Him yet, he's here. Yes, uh, I literally just got off a plane, so yeah, I'm 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 taking a quote unquote rain check for the evening. But I just wanted to you know get my <laughs> get my thoughts in. But uh, I'm gonna give the floor to uh, Casey and Adam for the uh, Colts Browns matchup and and what what they think. And of course. Uh, Justin and I will talk about it uh, a, l- a little bit later, but uh, the floor is whoever wants to speak first, yours. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, I guess I'll take it. Um, first of all, I, I was also impressed with uh, the Browns last week. Um, that was one of the the games that I was really uh, focused on watching for whatever reason. I, I don't know exactly why, but it turned out to be a, a really good game. Um, I, and I feel like, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like just in general, there's been a lot of really high scoring games this season. Uh, and when I mean high scoring, like, you know, in the upper thirties, uh, you know, the, the Browns had 49, um, which, uh, seems a little bit off, but not, not the Browns getting 49, but just the, the high scoring games in general. But, um, as for the, uh, the Colts and the Browns, uh, both coming off wins, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I see, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be like Justin and I'm not going to be like DJ and just pick my team because it's my team. Because I, I, I do think the Browns are on a roll. Um, and I, I still think the Colts are still kind of figuring out who we are right now. Um, obviously we have rivers, but we're still trying to, you know, I, I feel like figure out, you know, exactly what we're doing, you know, um, I might have to go with the Browns just because they're on a roll. Oh. The fan in me wants the Colts to win. But I have a, I just have the feeling that the Browns are going to win. I, I really have that feeling. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Adam? Could it be the suspect Colts defense? What? Did that? Did that could? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, no. I said I. I think the Colts' D is actually not that bad. I mean, I, I'm too too uh, opposing. Okay, it, it's not Dallas, Adam. I mean, it, it's not Dallas. But I mean, you can't give us so See? bad. Okay. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I mean, the the teams that the Colts have faced, whatever though, like they haven't they haven't faced a. They haven't faced a, a running attack a team that is really heavy on the on the running attack. Whatever I think, like the Colts haven't like given up anything. They haven't given up a run over like fifteen yards, like you know one felt swoop, whatever. So I think they're pretty stout there. But this is this is going to be strength against strength, like because I think you know the the Colts' O line is 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 really good. This is really going to have to be you know you're you're definitely going to have to the defense is definitely going to have to, you know, step up again because, you know, I, I mean, despite 
despite Rivers' age and this and whatnot, whatever, he's still proven, you know, that he can still move up and down the field. I mean, he's he's a veteran, you know, he's he's no he's definitely no slouch. You got two great running backs, you know, in the backfield. So, you know, that's that's a good, you know, complement of weapons right there. Um I do like the fact, you know, again, this is the fandom, whatever. I do like the fact that the Colts are actually a I think like a one and a half or two point favorite on the road because it's in, in Cleveland. I said, good. Last year, I'd have been like, F that, that, that ain't right. They got no respect for us. So I'm like, fine. This year, I'm like, fine. Disrespect us, you know, all, all you want. Um, but this, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be another, you know, huge challenge, you know, against a good team. Um, the, there is, there is the possibility of Cleveland to have a little bit of a letdown per, you know, that, that crazy game in Dallas, whatever though. But I do feel in this case, it doesn't need to, they, they don't have to score 49 points, you know, like, like to me, like this, this could be, you know, this could be like a 2017, 23, 20, you know, type of game, whatever though. It's like, like just, just keep, you know, keeping striking distance. Um, you know, like I say, it's, it's, it's going to, it's gonna suck not having Chubb, whatever though. But with with Hunt as an A plus back, and Dontrell Hilliard and Dearness Johnson is more than capable of of being another option in the backfield. Uh, but again, it's still just another thing. The O line still has to do continue to do what they do. You start you started to see it a little bit in the Dallas game, seeing Hooper get involved. He finally got his first touchdown. Harrison Bryant, you know, you know, doing this thing. He think he had like three or four catches for right around forty yards, which is you know perfect. Doesn't have to be over the top. He's not. He's not Greg Kittle. I'm. I'm. I'm looking to see. I'm looking to see if they're going to have Donovan Peoples Jones uh, get involved more because I don't know if you saw in the clips Sunday. He was. He did not have one pass thrown to him, but he was pancaking. Line the linebackers and the DBs coming into the box, you know, and they're just throwing them down with no regard to human life. It was it was insane. Um, and another good thing to see, another thing to watch would see if Miles Garrett can have four straight games of a strack, uh, sack strip fumble, uh, because like he's he's been on a tear, so yeah, he's got you've got to got to got to get to get to Rivers, but and this is the fan in me and this is objective. I think this will be a, a close one, but I think, you know, it could be a Cody park last second, Cody parky field goal for the win. So yes. So I'm definitely going Cleveland. Um, I'll, I'll chime in and then I'll let Justin chime in on, on this one. And, um, and Adam, if you need to leave, feel free uh, when, whenever you, Whenever you feel like it, you know you're fine. Um, no, I'll I'll see what you guys have to say because I like hearing the other commentary as well. Um, in terms of the Browns Colts game, it's a very interesting game to be honest. Uh, I'm I think I'm uncertain about both of them. Like the Browns have looked good in a couple of weeks, and it's like, hmm, okay, or you know, or is this the Browns that we expected to see? I think lat more so last year. Uh, you know, is this that Browns team? But then at the same time, you have the Colts with the, the veteran leadership of Phillip Rivers. Um, you know, they got a pretty good running game, um, you know, and, and they do pretty good spreading the football around. Um, I, I wonder about their defense sometimes. I think that's the one weak spot. If there is a weakness, I don't think it's offensively. I think it's more so defensively. 
Uh, and the Browns have so much firepower that when they put it all together, that's a tough matchup for the Colts. Uh, so in making a prediction, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Browns. I hope the Colts win this one, but I'm gonna go with the Browns. Uh, I hope the Colts win this one for selfish reasons, of course. Uh, but I I'm gonna go with the Browns because I think it's just a tough matchup. You know, who do they match up with Odell? Who do they match up with Jarvis? Uh, you know, no Nick Chubb, of course, but who do they match up with Kareem Hunt? Who do they match up with Deionis Johnson? He played. I mean, he played out of his mind last week too. So who do they match up with all those guys? Like you said, Austin Hooper. Uh, comes in, you know, who who do you match up with all these guys? That's a tough matchup, I think, for any team, really, but uh, especially a team that's finally starting to click. Uh, I got to feel like the Browns are going to win this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like the Browns are going to win, definitely. Justin? I mean, <laughs> DJ, you, you just hit the nail on the coffin there. I mean, you just told, like, every point that there is to <laughs> – to make there, I mean, yeah, K- Casey, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but the Browns are going to get the win here. The, the Browns are winning. I mean, but, you know, like um, Adam said, you know, this game could be really, really close. Like, we've seen some good, we've seen some good things out of the Colts, you know, but there's, you know, they got the veteran leadership with Phil Rivers, you know, like DJ said. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know that there is like the receiving Corey and you know like they don't have as much star power as they do in, with Cleveland. So I'm gonna have to go with Cleveland, and I don't know much of their. I mean their defense, it their, their defense looks good at some points, but you know I I just gotta go with Cleveland. Like after after what they did last week to the Cowboys. And also that that I thought they were about to come. I thought the Cowboys were about to come back. I'm like, oh no, please not again. Hopefully the Cowboys do not come back. And this, thank God that the Cowboys did not win, and the Browns got the win. But no, Browns are winning this. Browns are winning this game here. No, I, I'll just I just want to make one you know like one more point that you know putting over uh to put over the the Colts is that, I mean again like their defense obviously it, it's not you know it's not the Bears you know it's not it, it's not like the biggest stout defense but it's not I wouldn't say it's definitely a weakness but you know with uh Frank Reich and you know having Rivers in the backfield like the one the one I'm sorry the two weaknesses in the Browns defense is safety and and linebacker now uh uh Justin Phillips and Mac Wilson, you know, like I, I think are good, whatever the, but like, this is uh, the first year that Mac Wilson is calling the cadences to the defense and like in the backfield, no grant Delpit. So that put a big hurting on what the Browns wanted to do. That's why they have that rotation with MJ Stewart, uh, Sandejo. Sandejo has been a liability for Cleveland. I mean, he did come up with that fumble, uh, against uh, on Zeke on Sunday, so he did come up with a big play. Like I put that on Twitter, and I got flack. Like, hey, if that helps you sleep better or not, but there he doesn't have enough good outweigh the bad. And I'm like, true that, but I I didn't want to completely bury the guy. But if that fourth and two play to uh, Cooper, it was going to be a first down, just because they were playing so soft in in the backfield. I'm like, 
why, whatever. Okay. But, you know, Sandejo could have rhino gored Cooper with just a flush hit. And he whiffed and and damn near took Denzel's head off. So, I mean, and, and again, he's still going to admit I, he wasn't going to necessarily be the starter. I think he would have been part of the rotation, but he, he, his, his coverage in the backfield is bad. So, so Philip, I know he will take shots down the field and we, and the Browns have been getting torched over the middle um, in certain, whether it be to the tight ends or, you know, the, the uh, slot receiver. I mean, you, you saw that Sunday CD lamb had that, that, that it was, like, it was a great pass from Dak. CD was wide open. And again, that, that could happen. It can happen. I mean, if now your quarter, your quarterway pass into the season, Joe Woods has got to start finding that niche to, accentuate the positives that's that's in the backfield because you're not going to have those guys play man coverage it's going to be a lot of zone but you you've got to you've got to have those guys have help when when there's a pass over the top i mean i mean granted they haven't with the exception of Sunday, they haven't had a lot of deep balls thrown on them but you know in terms of just the nickel and diamond not really nickel and diamond but just those 15 to 20 yard passes whatever there are are killing them and in terms of what Casey, what you're talking about, or with with the uh, high scoring games, great for us. But if you look how guys are attacking the ball carrier, whatever, it's like they're really not trying to plant their foot down and dig into a tackle because they don't want to get hurt. But I'm like, now you're starting to get to that point into the season where it's like, okay, I I think you guys got your you got your working boots on that, like you know, I think you could start dive it into the not to stop, you know, stop taking these bad angles or kind of, kind of O-laying and taking off your momentum into a tackle. It's like, no, lay into it. So, but anyway, but like, like, so it, I do, it's not good to me. It's not going to be a blowout either way in the uh, Browns Colts. I, th- I think this is going to be a fun, entertaining game. And, and another big reason, again, I get the slide edge to Cleveland is that it's at home. So, and again, if it was, it was it was at Indian Indianapolis. I always give the benefit to the home team. So, and and to add a little point uh, that you made there with uh, with them not you know going into plays and really going into tackles and things like that. I've seen so many you know uh, games this season and even just highlights of you know, missed tackle opportunities and, you know, you could have stopped, you know, this guy or that guy like three different times and you didn't. And it's like, what are these guys doing? Like, I I get that, you know, psychologically you're kind of messed up because you didn't have, you know, preseason and all that stuff. And, you know, you you don't want to get injured and stuff so early in the, in the season, but like, 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 like Adam said, you got you gotta you know this is football, you know as they say it's not ballet, it's not anything like that. Like, yeah, you obviously don't want to like injure anybody, but the the objective is to stop them from scoring. And a lot of these games, it feels like they're not really doing that. Which I mean, again, it's cool to see the, you know, these high scoring games, but it's like, oh okay, can some like can we get a defense 
can we get a stop? Any anything? Anybody want to stop? Okay, no, just let him run. No, okay, that's fine. That's cool. We'll just let we'll get him next time. It's fine. We'll get him next time. Like it's it's cool, but it's getting annoying. Yeah, I, it's I like, like having COVID on Thursday and then walking out five days later. I mean, <laughs> I have no idea who would have done that. That sounds crazy. Gasparilla. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but anyway, but that's that that that's gonna do it for me, gentlemen. Thank you very much. All right, appreciate you coming by, Adam. All right, see you guys later. Um, but yeah, real quick, I, well, let's just uh backtrack, I guess, a little bit and talk about week four. Uh, what we what we thought of any of the other games that 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 went down. Um, I feel like the. The Ravens Washington game would have been more of a blowout than what it was. I mean, I technically feel like the score was still thirty-one to ten. RG three did throw the pick that uh, <laughs> that gave them the the that late touchdown that they did get. Um, I, I expected more though. I expected like forty. I I think I expected forty to six or something like that. Casey, albeit I feel like Washington or the Giants look like they're gonna win <laughs> the division. Washington's just not that good. The Giants are just not that good. Neither are the Eagles, neither are the Cowboys. So go ahead and, and tell me why Washington is a good team. But they're gonna win the division, and that's all that matters. They might win it with a with a what six and ten record, but dang on it, they might win it. I tell you. <laughs> it, it don't matter. A win's a win's a win, baby. And when you are the Washington football team. Not just any Washington football team, the Washington football team. That's right. They are the football team for a state and whatever the hell Washington. It's what is Washington D.C. It's a Pennsylvania. It's in Pennsylvania, isn't it? Pennsylvania? No, it's not. Is it? Yeah, it's. I was going to say peninsula, but I don't even think it's a peninsula. No, I thought it was in. Um, it's not a state. It's a. Uh, I can't think of the word. Uh it's a Colombian district. It's a district. Yes, that one. Yeah, it's it's a. So yeah, they. That's okay, but then like, New England has like five states. Okay, but still. <laughs> Let's quit talking about history. But history. Do we have Miley in here right now? <laughs> talking about geography. Uh, they gonna win. You gonna see. They're gonna make it to the Super Bowl. If you if you say so. Um real quick, uh about the uh about about the uh Ravens Washington game. Um I was a little surprised that, that it wasn't a little worse than what it was. Uh but at the same time, I mean I wasn't overlooking Washington by any means because I I think they're like I said, I think their defense is solid. I think they're just very young on the offensive end. Uh, they don't have a lot of things that really scare you besides Terry McLaurin. Uh, that's about it. Um, I do feel like people are overreacting about the Chiefs' loss. Like the Chiefs are supposed to be the best team in in the in the league, so losing to the Chiefs is no bad thing. I feel like, uh, but but I don't know, J- Justin. How, I mean, I know you're sitting pretty right now. I I know you're sitting pretty. You know, I actually want to talk about that. Chiefs well, talk game. about the uh, talk about the Chiefs and, and the and the Patriots. I mean, what do you, what like? I didn't think the Chiefs. I mean, people are going to give mean, credit because of the Chiefs at this point, but like, I didn't think they looked that good in that game. No, we didn't look that good. I mean, 
I gotta give you know what credits do you know I mean Bill Belichick you know like that um that Patriots defense is like always good and they were really getting to they were really getting to Patrick Mahomes last night and yeah, with, with three and four man rushes they didn't really have to blitz like that was yeah. that was the biggest difference between the Ravens and the Patriots the Ravens had to blitz because they can't get there with four but they were getting there with three and four and. I, I feel like if they would have had Cam Newton, I feel like the game would have been a whole lot different, in my opinion, because, you know, Cam Newton was out for COVID, you know, or else the game would have been played on Sunday. Um, because they play, they were playing Brian Hoyer, but, like, in the last few seconds, they brought in uh, Jarrett Stidham. They brought in Stidham, um, which I don't know why they didn't play Stidham the whole game. But, you know, <laughs> Brian Hoyer, you know, I mean, he's a legend there in New England. Like, he's... You know he he, he should think, know that playbook. I think it was a trust. I think it was a trust thing, Justin. Um, I think not knowing what I mean. I know Jared Stidham technically was the starter up until the point they signed Cam Newton, but like I think that they trust him with that offense. They trust him running that offense. I don't think he played terribly. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he just made a couple of bonehead mistakes that they couldn't. They really couldn't recover from at the end of the half, taking the sack, thinking he had a timeout. They even showed it after. Uh, commercial and, and showed that he was trying to call a timeout, not really realizing that he didn't have a timeout, albeit it's a guy who doesn't get a chance to be in those situations a lot of times. So I'm not surprised that he wasn't as aware as maybe he should have been. Uh, and then what was the other thing that, that happened? Uh, I think they got down to the 20 and he fumbled, I think it was. He got stripped, yeah. strip sack, something like that. Um, but, I mean, I wasn't impressed with the Chiefs either, and that's not me being bitter because the Ravens lost to him. Uh that's me actually looking at the Chiefs and watching them and saying that the offense didn't look as good as they typically do. And I think and the score was – We, we, we had some guys open, but, like, we just weren't, like, connect – like, Patrick, you know, like, a lot of the receivers weren't connecting with it. You know what I mean? Like, we just – Right. I mean – and also the I mean, Patriots, they kind of beat themselves, to be honest. That's true. I mean, and every team I think is entitled to a – iffy game or a, a kind of a bad game but like i feel like for some reason uh and it was a really close game there at the like it was six to three there for a while and i'm right. like dude this is really i like this we should be up but we should have like 20 points right now you know like yeah. in, the fir- in the first quarter right like like it, it, it was six to three going in a half could have been easily six to six uh, at halftime, if the the sack didn't happen to end the half, that that was kind of the one of the big plays that, even though it's three points, was still bigger than I think it seemed like it was. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like uh, I feel like it, it was just one of those iffy games for the Chiefs. Like I mean, I think they have a couple of them throughout the year where they just don't look like themselves for some reason. I think that the Chargers game, and luckily for Justin, since they don't do that very often. Uh, the Chargers game, I think, was another one of those kind of iffy games where they just didn't look like themselves. Uh, but it's weird, like, they beat the Ravens and everybody forgot that they struggled against the Chargers. Uh, and nobody's going to talk about that they struggled a little bit against the Patriots at all uh, because they ended up winning the game. So, it, it, I mean, I guess that's the uh, perks of being Super Bowl champs. You know, you kind of get the benefit of the doubt now uh, since you are able to come back uh, from multiple deficits time after time after time after time. I think you get a little bit more uh, leeway uh, as with the Ravens don't get that much of a leeway uh, when they do lose the games that they lose. Quick question for the uh, 
pull the audience. I do wish Adam was here for this question because I think he may agree with me. Uh, I know you two probably won't agree with me, but um, Adam would have agreed with me. Uh, I, I just I just wonder, do y'all feel like if the Ravens actually play their game, they can be beaten? What I mean by that is if – Wait, if they can you run beat, wait, say that again? I just want to know what you if, said that. if the Ravens play their game, I'm saying they rush the ball 30 times. Oh, yeah. Can they be beaten? I mean, yes, I get it. It's a possibility. But, like, no, the way, like, our rushing game is so effective, but they have to run the ball. That was one of the issues. Like, I, I have been, like, obsessed with the Chiefs' loss since it happened last week. I've been like, what? Like, because what gets me is the way that the Ravens lose is the same way they lose time after time after time after time. Look at the Chargers game, same blueprint. They didn't run the football enough. You look at the Chiefs game on Monday night, they didn't run the football enough. You look at uh, the Titans game, didn't run the football enough. Like, you look at the uh, Browns game from last year, they didn't run the football enough. That's for their recent, more recent losses, that they didn't run the football enough than they should have. So it's like, I feel like that's the biggest thing. I think it's more, it's less on Lamar and more on the play calling. Like, run the ball and don't be afraid to get two, three, four yards and be okay with that because you get those two, three yards, that third down is so much shorter than looking at a third and 10. I, I, I just feel like uh, that's one of the frustrating things. Like, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the coordinator. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, Greg Roman or, or what's going on with them. But for some reason, they consistently, especially in the biggest games, they stop running the ball. Uh, and, and even in the Washington game, like, I mean, I get it. it it's Washington, but at the same time, I feel like even if they don't play their game there, they got a possibility of the game being closer at worst, and they ran the ball 30-plus times. If they run the ball 30-plus times, I feel like they they got a 90 to 95% chance of winning the game, even if it is against the Chiefs, I think. I feel like. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Because even in the game, what is it? The game they played with Lamar's rookie year, different offense, but the game they played Lamar's rookie year, when they played the Chiefs, they ended up losing that game, but they ran the ball 38 times. But they were in that game, and they could have, and they probably, they it would have been possible that they won that game if Lamar finished that game. Lamar didn't even finish that game. RG3 finished that game. So I don't know, like, like maybe I'm wrong. Y'all can chime in if y'all if y'all feel, feel if y'all disagree. Uh, and and I'm sure Casey's just like, oh, the Ravens suck, you know, whatever. <laughs> Because he's he's smirking over there. I know he wants to say something smart. I know he wants to. He wants to so bad. <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it's possible. Am I wrong, Justin? Do you feel like I'm wrong? I, I feel well, like I you're right. When when I, mean, I, I feel like you're right for the most part. Like Most of her losses had come, came to when they're not playing their normal style of games. Like, they're pretty. I mean, Ravens for the most part, they're a run-heavy team. They love to run the ball. Like they're a physical team, and I don't know. Like sometimes when they don't, um, you know, stick to their, you know, if it's broke, don't you know? They say if it's broke, don't fix it. Well, let's go back. What? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. If it is broke, we probably should fix it. If if it is broke, you probably should fix it. But like nothing's broke over there in Baltimore. So I don't know. 
I don't know, like the play calling, like they didn't, they just need to make better decisions with play calling a lot. I mean, because I, I, I looked at it and, and it was interesting. It, it, it was interesting. Uh, and Adam just sent me a message that I'm uh, very intrigued by. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a second uh, about the, the Jets starting quarterback situation. But um, it, it's very interesting to me. I looked at the six losses that the uh, Ravens have had since Lamar Jackson took over, and they've only lost two of those games when they ran the football 30, time, 30, 30 times or more. The rest of those games, and you can see it, it's weird, like it's funky. They run some w- weird pass-heavy offense for some reason, and I, I don't I don't really understand it. I, I'm, I question the play calling, and I think a lot of Ravens fans are like, do we need to get a new coordinator? Like, we love this offense. We think the offense is perfect for what this team does. It's physical. It's literally the offense that they ran like their entire lives. They just have uh, a, a more mobile quarterback now. But like everybody's like, do we need to get rid of the offensive coordinator? Is he like just not ready for the big moments? Like, what is it? Uh, because it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just weird to me. It doesn't make sense. I don't know why they won't run the football when they need to. Uh, and they constantly do it. And it's just like, you see the problem. I mean, I see the problem. Justin says he sees the problem. You telling me a coordinator getting paid all that money, more money than me, can't see the problem? Like, what? What? I mean, it, it's not. It's, I don't think it's that difficult. I re, I really don't run the ball. You got five running options, four on a, four on most days, but five running options: Justice Hill, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram, and Lamar Jackson. Run the freaking football, Casey. What do you want to say? I, I see you over here making faces. What do you want to say, Bruh. The water boy makes more than you. I mean, that's true. That's true. But even he sees it. He's like, he's like, Giro, run no ball. Run no freak. <laughs> but anyway, man. Also, you know, since we're talking about the the Baltimore's, the, the, the Baltimore's, um, March 28th, Ooh, 1984, is a day. <laughs> That they say will live in infamy. That was the day that the Colts left Baltimore in the middle of the night because it was such an embarrassment to have to 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 play in Baltimore. They just couldn't take it anymore. They had to go somewhere better. Fast JC, forward years question. later. I got a question. I got I got a question. What? Yeah. What? So yeah. since 1996, yeah. how many Super Bowls have the uh, Colts won? Just curious, just curiosity, doing the cat here. Just a little friendly competition. Oh, just a little friendly competition. Since 1996, after you guys left, uh, as you say, left, you know, you guys left Baltimore. They had that gap, and then Baltimore came back in 1996. Uh, so we're going to start from there. Uh, since 1996, um, how many Super Bowls the uh, coach won? Just curious. You, you had you had a couple of good seasons. It's fine. I mean, we had a couple of good seasons in Baltimore too. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's it's two to one, by the way. It's two to one. Peyton won his other one in Denver. Just so you know. Just so you know. Peyton won his other one in Denver. That's just for you, Casey. That's just for you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving forward. Uh, real quick, let's address this message that I got from uh, Adam. Um, Apparently, Joe Flacco set to start over Sam Darnold this week. 
Um, not certain why per se. Everybody knows. I forgot that Joe Flacco's even in place for the Jets. Yep. Uh, I I don't know if the, it has something to do with that injury that Sam Donald had. I I think Casey's on his computer. Maybe he's looking it up. Um, I I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's because of the injury that Sam Donald had to his shoulder or what's going on. Because Sam didn't play terribly during the game. Uh, that Joe had to come in for him in relief of him for that injury. So that's kind of weird. Uh, but interesting, though. Maybe I'll look it up as you guys give your points, uh, unless Casey is, is on it. I'm not sure if Detective Casey is on it or not. But uh, <laughs> the uh, he might have to put uh, bring C.R. O'Malley out here and uh, really do some good detective work. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, um, interesting, though. Mr. O'Malley is not a detective. <laughs> anyway, should we jump to week five? I think we're ready to jump to week let's five. Let's go week five. Let's jump to week five. Um, <clears throat> let's just go ahead and start with the Ravens and the Bengals since we're on the topic. Uh, I think this is going to be a tough one for the uh, for the Ravens because I think the Bengals are uh, better than they seem. Uh, you know, having that one win on the season, I think they're hungry for the second win. Uh, I think Joe Barrows, you know, having some consistent improvement if they do whatever they did with Joe Mixon last week. Uh I I mean, I, I'm I'm a little afraid, even for our defense. Uh so very interesting though. Uh a very interesting game. The Bengals always play us tough. I'm sure Joe Burrow will join the uh list of Bengals quarterbacks playing us ridiculously tough. Uh but I do think the Ravens will win this one as long as they run the football thirty plus times. Uh Ironically enough, though, I say that uh, I was watching the Washington game and we were up on Washington. I'm like, how many times we ran the football? I was like at 25 at the time. I'm like, I, I bet they will get to 30, though. But nonetheless, um, Justin, we'll go to you. Uh, Bengals or Ravens? How do you feel? The Bengals are going to lose here. I mean, yeah, Bengals are losing here to the Ravens. There is nothing else to be said. There isn't anything else. So he feels as if there's nothing else to be said. The Bengals will lose here, right here. Right um, here, right now, on this show. <laughs> right here. You catch it here. Picks edition. Uh, Casey, uh, Bengals or Ravens? By the way, you're muted. Here. He, he said Bengals. I could, I could read his lip. He muted himself again. <laughs> he muted himself before he can even say what he wanted to say because he I'm knows he's crazy. Oh, he muted himself I'm again. Doing research. <laughs> I don't even know what he said. I'm, I'm going to uh, go. He said, uh, go Ravens. Yeah, so that's what I heard. Um, go Ravens, go. Continuing on. Uh, we already talked about, of course, the uh, Colts and the uh, Browns. They're obviously playing. That was one of what we led the show with today. And then uh, we'll jump to the Chiefs game real quick, too. The Chiefs and the Raiders. I think this is going to be a tough game for uh, Kansas City, Justin. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough one. The Raiders look kind of good. They look kind of good. Um, who did the, who the Raiders play last week? I can't remember, to be honest. I can't either, but I know, I know no, it is the Arrowhead. Uh, so oh, that, they played the Bills last week. Yeah, it was the Bills last week. Yeah, which they, I mean, to keep up with the Bills, who are undefeated and in first place in the uh, AFC East, that's pretty good. That's true. So, I mean, it, I think it's going to be tough. I'm going to go with the upset and go with the Raiders. 
I'm going to go with the upset here. But, I, I, I mean, this one could go either way because I think the Raiders have looked really good. Uh, you know, they've impressed me. Yep. It's two and two. Oh. You jerk. What did I say? The Colts have won two Super Bowls. Oh, is it? Is it really? That yeah. is, that's right. Y'all beat the Bears, right? We beat the Bears and the Jets, I think. Yeah. Or no, no, no. We, uh, you don't we, know your own history. Back no, the Cowboys. That's what he was looking up. That's Cowboys. No, my Lord. <laughs> we beat the Cowboys. Shame. Shame. Terrible. Terrible. Um, we uh, we beat America's team. How is that a shame? No, no. Does the Raider <laughs> Raid ride this week? The Raider Raid? You want to know about the Raider Raid? The aid of the Raid. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna say that the Chiefs are gonna get all cocky. You know, they think, oh, we're four and one. We're so good. Four and one? You mean four and oh? Oh, wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I was getting ahead of myself. Five and one after this week. Um, or no, five, four and one. Five and one? We're skipping oh. them. <laughs> We're losing next week, right? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, so we're going to have to. So Casey said uh, the Raiders go? Yeah, but he said the, Ra- the Raiders is going to win. No, I just. I, I was looking at another game, uh, cause uh, I, you know, <laughs> did. I'm sorry, Justin. I mean, y'all, okay. Ooh, we won a Super Bowl. Ooh, we're so good now. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying all that. I mean, we got bad games like like last. You say that every morning when you wake up. You're like, oh, we won the Super Bowl. We're so good. <laughs> I don't say like that. I mean, my alarm clock is uh, no. I'm just kidding. Well, no, I know, I know. Yeah, your yeah, you're, your alarm clock is probably Kansas City Chiefs. You've just won the Super Bowl. What are you gonna do now? Go Disneyland, even though it's not. No, well, they're not. They're not because they're gonna lose to the Raider Raid because they're cocky. Oh man! And they're gonna go to four and one. And the Raiders are gonna go to three and two. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Listen, it's because right. we didn't get a preseason. That's why. That's a, uh, you know, we'll we'll that's, that's, that. it's the preseason. That's what it is. Um, um, I didn't do one. How do you? What's that? What, I mean, uh, do you, are you gonna pick uh, the Raiders because they're in your division, but not the Chiefs? No, I'm not. Okay, I think it's gonna be a close game because the he has Raiders to pick outside of his division. So yeah, I gotta pick outside my division. So I'm going with the Washington Football Team. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, I think this is gonna be a tough game here. Uh, the Raiders always give us a um, good fight. Always, like I remember a few years ago. When they beat us, like they beat us at home at Arrowhead, it, it was I was at that game, which was very, very disappointing. So, but nonetheless, 
I think the Chiefs are going to win here. We, we got we got to win. That was a very good day. I, I marked that day on my calendar. No, it, it, was, it was it was a bad day. I very, celebrate that day every year at like a national holiday. <laughs> no, but this is a really good rivalry. I, I love like this is our most and like if you when you look at the AFC West, these are the two teams that really score off most of the time. I I know what am I what am I trying to say here? Like these are the this is the marquee match for the AFC West. This, this is gonna be a good game though. I'm, I'm gonna look forward to this a lot. I mean, who else is in the AFC West? I honestly can't think of the top of my head. Broncos, go, Chargers, go! Yeah, and the Broncos. The Broncos. <laughs> my point exactly. <laughs> Until Arnold Schwarzenegger calls a game, I I can't. I. <laughs> um, oh, while everybody is probably a little curious about the uh, the um, Sam Darnold uh, issue, uh, Sam Darnold has an AC sprain, so he will not start this week. Joe Flacco will start this week. That's why that happened. Um, so we'll jump to that game real quick. Uh, Jets versus Cardinals. I think it's going to be a tough one for the Jets just because I think the Cardinals are actually pretty good. Uh, they got to go on the road, but I still think they'll be okay. Uh, that's a pretty decent trip, but still, Cardinals. I got to go with the Cardinals. I, I, lo- I love Joe, but um, being thrown into the fire that quickly, uh, I- I'm going with the Cardinals on this one. Uh Okay, so here we go. You know, I'm going to have to go with the Cardinals here. How's your probably interview, though? Justin had an interruption. Let's go to uh, Casey real quick. I mean, now I'm curious how it went. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like DJ said, you know, uh, being thrown into the fire that quick, on top of the fact that your team is 0-4, is not going to be an easy task. Uh, so I got to go with the with the Cardinals. They're going to bring the grass. All right. I think Justin may be ready. Yeah, yeah I'm ready. Okay, so – had to go. Was Before I was so <laughs> it went great. Before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> I'm going with the Cardinals. Alrighty. Moving into the uh next one, which was the Buccaneers and the Bears. Uh Buccaneers. Buccaneers. The bear the Bears are not good. They they're not. They're three and one, but they're not. The Buccaneers and the and the Bears are not the same team. <laughs> like they got the same record, but they're not the same team. Uh yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. I, I don't trust Nick Foles when he gets a little too comfortable. So and I think he he feels like he's got it's his spot to lose now. So yeah, Buccaneers. I do feel like, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I I do feel like the Bears are have been so busy criticizing Mitch and trying their best to to bench Mitch and kill his confidence that they've been so busy doing that that they haven't done a good job of actually progressing and letting him progress, like allowing him, like developing him. Like literally when Matt Nagy came in, they literally tailored, tailored the offense around him and then they just stopped doing that. 
they just made him into something that he's not or something that he's not ready to be. Uh, so why, why do that? Number one, they got rid of his, his uh, bruiser running back in Jordan Howard, which I think was really dumb. Uh, and, and I think that that's really where their biggest issue is. I think they got the talent on the outside. I just think they need a really good bruiser running back. They got the speed back there, but I think, and maybe David Montgomery is that, but he hasn't, he just hasn't proven it to me yet. Uh, but I think that's one of the bigger issues too, is, is that backfield. Tariq Cohen's out for the year. David Montgomery, I'm on the fence about him. So uh, I, I think that that's a real big issue for uh, Chicago. Casey. Yeah, if you if you told me these two teams had the same record, I I I wouldn't believe you unless I looked at it myself. Because again, like you said, they they are not the same team at all. I, I feel like I feel like the Bucks are just a completely different caliber team than the bears. Um, so, you know, and, and plus at the end of the day, the, the bucks have Brady, you know, uh, and, and he, I, I feel like he's, he's turned out to be, you know, pretty good for them. Um, I don't think he's still, he's, he's up to the level of, you know, where he was obviously with, the Patriots, but I, I, you know, they, they still have, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league um, at their disposal. So I got to go with the bucks. All right, Justin. Okay. So there was two things. You got pretenders and you got contenders. The, and the, the bears don't look anything like contenders. They are definitely pretenders here. So I'm going to have to go with the Bucks to win here. And not the Young Bucks. And not the Milwaukee Bucks. The Tampa Bay Bay Buccaneers. They're winning. What about what about Pat Buck? Pat what Buck. About- yeah, Pat, Pat Buck. Yeah, he's, he's a new coach. <laughs> what, about, what about Uncle Buck? What about oh, Uncle Buck? You can't go wrong with Uncle Buck either. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Rams versus the Washington football team. Um, I think this one's pretty easy. I'm going with the Rams. I still feel like this is the hard part for me because when I look at the NFC East, I look at Dallas. They're not good. Not to me. Uh, I look at the Eagles. They're not good. Not to me. I, I don't really trust Washington. I don't really trust the Giants. But something's like telling me the Giants or Washington is going to win this division. I don't know why, but something is like in the back of my mind is like something's crazy is going to happen with this division the way it's going right now. And it's either going to be Washington or it's going to be New York. It just depends on who puts it together first. Uh, and I mean, I don't know. Which team can really put it together first? Washington's got that really solid defense, and if they put and, and if they can get their offense going with any consistency, uh, Antonio Gibson is a stud. I feel like after watching him last week, if he gets more carries, I think he's going to be really good. I think they got a chance to really to really win the division and sneak up on some people. 
Uh, but people, I mean, they they got to take care of the division games, though. They got to take care of the Cowboys. They got to take care of the Giants. And they got to take care of the freaking Eagles. And I think any team in that division can beat any other team in that division. Uh, I would rather it be the Giants. But but that's just me. That's me being a Danny Dimes uh, fanboy at this point. But uh, I'd rather be the Giants. But I think it might be Washington. If I had to pick somebody that wasn't Dallas and wasn't Philly, looking at the defense of Washington, I think it's going to be Washington because I think all they got to do is let Antonio Gibson run the freaking football. And then because that gives you one more option on offense. And then Terry McLaurin's going to get his. Somebody else has got to step up in the receiver role, whether that's Logan Thomas or any of the other receivers that they may have. Somebody's got to step up. Somebody else besides Terry. Terry's going to get his. We know that. Antonio Gibson looks like the type of guy who's going to get his, too. So offensively, they just got to put it all together. And they, but they're still really young, and that's kind of the issue. They're really young with a bad offensive line. So uh, be sure uh, if y'all feel feel the same way I do that the Cowboys or the Eagles aren't going to win this division. Uh, feel, feel free to uh, <laughs> to chime in and, and say that. But uh, I, I'll give it to Justin. Oh, to Justin Casey is ready. You think the Owen Four Giants have a chance to win this division? Bruh, everybody I else actually, actually, agree, I actually kind of agree a little bit with that. Every look, come on, Casey, Casey, Danny Dimes, one in three. Dallas is one in three. The Eagles are are one, two, and one. Yes, the zero and four Giants have a chance. They They're two games from the Eagles. They couldn't get one win in four weeks, not one. Dallas would be would be zero and four if they if Atlanta wasn't a freaking dumpster fire, like. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a mess in the NFC East. No, no, the dumpster fire is the Jets. Get it right, <laughs> uh, Casey. Who do you, I mean? Do you think that uh, Washington may come back? And I mean, I know you do, but thoughts on the game and the division? And I think Washington already tells you right in its little logo. They get in the dub. The can let's see, can I do? I can't. I can't turn my 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 camera around, but it's a dub, and that's what they're gonna get. All you gotta do is flip it, Casey. I don't flip your phone. You aren't you using your phone? I don't wanna flip my phone. That's, That's difficult. That's real. That's that's this. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Can, can, can you see it? I can't. No, you can't see it. It's too freaking small. <laughs> it's a dub. It's a dub. I don't think they could be like 14 and 1, and I would still say they're going to get the dub. <laughs> um. Brandon uh, chimed in and said, don't hate, on, don't hate on his boys because uh, they have it tough. Brandon, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I'll leave the comment up for a minute. Uh, I, I'm just saying. I mean, I don't trust Dallas. I don't trust the Eagles. I really don't trust the other teams either. But, but, wouldn't it be crazy if the Giants or Washington won this division? Like, mind blown. Mind freaking blown. Gonna win this division. I don't. I don't. I don't understand this. Wouldn't it be crazy if they they going? It's gonna happen. Watch. Justin, thoughts on this dumpster fire of a division and uh, and and this game as well? 
I mean, I definitely agree with you. Like, either Washington or New York is going to win this division. I mean, this is just a dumpster fight. A dumb, like, uh, straight dumpster juice. What did they say about the debate? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This dumpster juice. <laughs> oh man, nah. The, but the, the the Rams are gonna win here. I can't even do it anymore. I can't. That's not even close to a ram. That's like a um a goat or a. We've been what? saying this for like literal years. Yeah, <laughs> but I still like. I don't know. How do you even make a ram noise? I don't even know. I, I like how you're like, no, that's not even close. When what you were doing originally wasn't even close to what a ram sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, but the Rams are gonna win. All right. Uh moving forward, we got the Bills and the Titans. Um <clears throat> Bills. I, I mean I like the Titans. The Titans are actually pretty decent. Uh, but the Bills are are like that, as I like to say. So I'm going with 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 the Bills. I'm going with the Bills. I might try to get Brandon in here and, and ask him, does he really feel like uh, <laughs> does he really feel like uh, the Giants or the, or the or the Washington football team is going to win the NFC East the way it's looking? I'm I, I'm I'm about to send this man the link and get him in here. I want to hear some insight from an NFC East guy. <laughs> um. Uh, Casey I mean wait what what's the what's the Titans uh three now three and oh three and oh okay okay but they're not four and oh like the Billy Bills I'm still waiting for them to draft an entire team all of guys named Bill that 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 I feel like that's the only way that you really get back to the Super Bowl. Because they're going to do good, but they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl until their entire team is all Bills. All Dollar Bills? Did I say Dollar Bills? I mean, Bills. <laughs> bills. Williams. You know, the, the Bill. <laughs> but, no, the, the Bills definitely. Got this. I, I I I don't see the Titans beating the. No, I just don't see it. All right, Justin, it's on you, and you can also start first on the Eagles Steelers game. But but before you do that, Bills Titans, who who do you got? Hmm. Is this game even going to be happening? Because like you know of what happened last week, and like I don't Maybe know. Not. It might not happen, but if it does, you know, if it does happen, I'm going with the the Bills to win here. I mean, I mean, Titans technically have their this this was kind of their bye week, I guess. I don't know. So I'm gonna go with the Bills though. Explain to me how the NBA has no issues with the COVID because they they beat a bubble. But every other every other sport, like, come on now. It's not that hard, people. This is your job. This is why we can't have nice things. Because like people don't learn, Casey. People do not learn. They don't learn anyway. Well, I mean, oh. according to the orange guy in the White House, when when you get it, you get it. 
What was that? I mean, anyway. Re- repeat that, Casey. I think you uh you lagged a little bit there. I said according I to the, a big good joke. In in the White House, he he finally is starting to understand it because he has it now. So apparently I, you get it to learn about I, it. I mean, but didn't didn't he come out of the hospital with COVID with his Secret Service to wave at his people? Come on now. Anyway, he got COVID. He's just at home now. Anyway, anyway, moving forward, moving forward. Uh, did you pick the Eagle Steelers game, Justin? I haven't, but how how do you feel, Eagle Eagles Steelers? Steelers are winning. All right, let's see. Uh, I almost said Justin and Casey. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I can pick again. I can pick for Casey if you want. Well, we know he ain't picking the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Steelers he's, for him. He's a traitor. I hate the Eagles. Steelers. Steelers all day. Maybe that's how Maybe that's how people in Texas feel. <laughs> they're, they're like, some of them are just like, I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> I hate the Texans. <laughs> Well, at least the Texans aren't as uh, the Texans aren't as obnoxious as the anyway. Um, no, they're pretty bad though. They're pretty. No, that's a dumpster fire. Really? That's the a dumpster. That bad? That's a dumpster fire right there. That bad? Did they? They are not to the caliber of other dumpster fires. Unfortunately, I. Mm. Uh, I unfortunately have to go with the Steelers here as much as uh, it pains me and, and I could probably cry. Uh, I you're, not, go- you're not doing the Justin way? I'm, no, take- I'm, I'm going to cheer for the Eagles with all my heart, but I feel like the Steelers are just the better team for now. Uh, I mean, the Eagles, I mean, if they could put like two halves together, they might be able to be, be okay. Uh, they could put two halves together. But uh, I mean, they couldn't beat the Bengals. I'm just saying. I mean, the Bengals they, got they, a win. They, they gave up. They gave up. The, I mean, the Bengals do got a win. So, so the I mean, the Eagles have a win. The Eagles are also in first place in the NFC East. So, I mean, they did something right <laughs> by not losing, <laughs> by tying and not losing. Like, I mean, they they did something right. Okay, but uh. Moving on to the Jaguars and the Texans. Casey, going to start with you. The Jaguars or the Texans? The Jaguars. I mean, are you you serious? I'm just COVID, baby. Uh, Justin, uh, how do you feel? I'm getting Brandon in here as well, real quick. Jaguars, hmm. the Jaguars or the Texans? Yeah, I mean the Texans are about to be 0 five here. <laughs> the Jaguars are gonna win. The, the reason why, when though the reason why is because Le Champion is gonna be there front row. He's gonna be there. the The whole AEW roster is gonna be cheering on them Jaguars. Them jagged in, in Houston, they're gonna go all the way to Houston. Oh, it's not. What's that? No, they're gonna travel. <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna go. 
they're gonna go with the team, <laughs> and they're gonna be front row. I mean, last time they went to a game, it didn't turn out too well, so I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> maybe, maybe they might end up getting the last if they come. Nah, but the Jaguars are gonna win. It, it was too much pressure, man. It was too much pressure. Actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me. Oh, he gonna change his pick. He gonna change his pick. No, nah, no, nah, I'm staying with Jaguars. I'm staying with Jaguars. I'm going with the Texans. I don't trust the Jaguars. How can you not trust the Jaguars? They've been the best team in the league since they joined the league. I mean, the same reason that I can't trust the Jaguars. Cause, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, they just they, they give me trust issues. Um, <clears throat> moving on, Panthers and the Falcons. I'm gonna go a little NFC South matchup. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. I think the Falcons are terrible, even though they didn't look as bad against the, the uh, Packers. But uh, I think they're still terrible. So I'm gonna go with the Panthers. They got all that talent, and you can't—you got Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, that other dude that y'all drafted. Like, what the heck is? Come on, Atlanta! What are you doing? Anyway, um, <clears throat> Panthers. Panthers. Uh, Justin. Yeah, the Pan the Panthers are winning. In fact, that Falcons team, Jeepers. <laughs> DJ, I mean, you you said it really, you know, really good. I mean, they got all this good. They got Julio. Julio, what you doing over there, man? What you what you doing? I mean, Julio's doing fine. It's just they ain't scoring. They ain't scoring. Yeah. Or, or, they're, or they're scoring and then letting the teams come back on them. Yeah, dude. The the Panthers are winning here. All right. Moving forward. The Dolphins and the 49ers. Wait, did Casey pick this game? Did you Casey pick this game? Oh, we're going to skip Casey. Where is the skip over? There we go. We're good. No, I'm kidding. We're good. Oh. <laughs> Casey, sorry. Panthers, Falcons. <laughs> I know you're going to say the Falcons are terrible, and the Panthers are going to win. I mean, that's, this is easy. Like, this, Don't tell me what I'm going to say, because you don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> you should say that. <laughs> I was going to say that win, lose, or draw, Julio's still making that money, though. Like, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> they all still got that contract. So, I mean, I don't think they really care at the end of the day. They're still getting the paychecks. Um, you know, the Panthers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Seemed, seemed easy. Seemed easy. Um, <clears throat> moving into the Dolphins and the 49ers. Going to get Brandon in here. He can uh, hop on for the rest of the picks here. Dolphins and the 49ers. Then it will give his, uh, let him give his insight on the uh, Washington team that is that plays the football um the dolphins and the 49ers let's start with brandon new guy in might as well hey what's hey, up brandon how you doing long time no see man yeah man it's good to see you good to see you man <laughs> i good uh, to see just, you. i know i just uh i just sweated out that uh game four of the nba finals um the lakers are one win away from the nba championship so should have been a sweep brandon should have been a sweep it should have been. It should have been. They, 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 he hauled around a little too much, and they, they should have put it away. But um, getting to the heart of the matter, talking about the NFC East. Yeah, NFC East. The putrid garbage of the NFL. I tell you what. 
It is. I've, I've been watching football since 1995, NFL football, 1995. This is the absolute dirt worst I have ever seen the NFC East. I mean, it is so bad. Dallas has all the offense in the world, but they have zero defense. They, they decide to show up in the fourth quarter. They're like, oh, my God, we're down 20-some points. we got to start scoring points now. And they waited too late on on Sunday. I never would have thought I'd ever see the, the Browns throw up 49 points against anybody. And the Eagles, I mean, what is there to say? I mean, they couldn't even beat the Bengals. And then is they, Carson Wentz just scared at this point, Brandon? What's going on with Carson Wentz? Like, is he just is he scared of getting hurt or what? I think he's so gun shy because he's been hurt so much in his career. I just, I just, I'm still shocked that they won Sunday. I really am. I thought the Niners were going to wipe the floor with them, and they didn't. They, they just kind of let them hang around, and then the more they let them hang around. But the Niners, obviously, they have their problems. They have a lot of injuries. The injuries are just ridiculous that they're going up against right now. And I mean, the entire league. Have we, have we seen injuries like this before? Like, never, I never. mean, Casey and I talked about it a little bit when we, uh, like, week one. We were. I, I think I, I mentioned that I felt like it was going to be. Uh, it was a fear of mine that no preseason. Uh-huh. Uh, and all of that was going to be an issue. Like, I, I just felt like there, there was something off about the season coming into this season. Yeah. Well, also, you know, no preseason at all. The guys have probably not practiced hardly at all. And uh, everybody's coming in cold. And you've seen so many. The one thing that's been crazy is all the ACL injuries. Yeah. The ACL injuries have just been insane. I just can't believe that. You know what, McCaffrey uh, hurting his, uh, but you know also have Saquon tearing his ACL, and now the Giants' offense is just oh, my goodness! Now they're having to rely on Daniel Jones, and he just isn't cutting it. And I, I don't even a, know. If Dan, that's what's hard too, Brandon. I don't know if Daniel Jones is the issue, or no, is he it doesn't. he never gets to play with Saquon? I swear, the kid never gets to play with Saquon. <laughs> like that poor guy. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's just crazy. I mean, that they're very snake bit. But the thing is, right now, I feel like the Cowboys are going to win this division by default. But the thing is, whoever wins this division is probably going to get smoked in the first round. I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty much my thoughts. I think whoever wins the division is going to get smoked in the first round by whoever they play. Right now, I feel like the NFC is a two-horse race right now, even though it's early. I think the two teams that you got to look out for is Green Bay and Seattle. Yeah. I think those are the yeah. two teams. AFC, Justin, you're going to like this. I think uh, I think your boys are the cream of the crop right now in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, but come on, come on, Brandon. I, I don't think they look good against the Patriots, and I don't think they look good against the Chargers. I know they got the Ravens game; they blew us out, but we didn't run the football enough, Brandon. Come on, you know we didn't run the football <laughs> enough. We got too freaking, too freaking panicky, and we're like, let's throw the ball, run the freaking football thirty times, and you win the game. Well, the thing is, I mean, you know that Pat Mahomes is dealing when he's throwing touchdown passes to offensive linemen. 
Yeah. 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 You know the guy's dealing when he's doing that. And thing is, that was such a weird game on on Monday night. By the way, how weird was it watching a Monday night football game on CBS? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I didn't mind it. I I liked it. I, I like it. it. I like yeah. CBS is so much better than ESPN when it comes to NFL coverage. Oh, right? agreed. But, like, I don't even know why they have their game. I don't know why they have a deal with ESPN. For some, I just I can't more. stand it. I think ESPN, well, at least they finally got Booger McFarlane off of the broadcast. <laughs> yeah. The actual broadcast. Because honestly, he uh, he made John Madden look like a Rhodes Scholar. I mean, he, I mean it was ridiculous how – uh, I mean, he would say stuff that wouldn't make any sense at all. But I, uh, I tell you, the the thing is, like watching some of these games, you're not seeing a lot of really great football right now. But I have to say, like the teams that really have impressed me has been Green Bay, Seattle impressed me until I was really surprised at how pedestrian they looked against Miami. I didn't expect that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, but you know. But you know those those cross country games can be kind of tricky. But uh, what game were you on, uh, DJ, with the picks? Uh, we we were on uh, Miami the Dolphins, the Dolphins and the Forty Nines. I I was saying though, uh, real quick before we get into it, um, I was saying I feel like if the Ravens run the football thirty times, nobody's beating them. And Justin agreed. Casey was like. Nah, 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 nah. But but uh, Justin agreed. Uh, but I feel like, and, and when I looked at the stats, and I, because I, 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 like I told them, I was obsessed with this Chiefs loss because everybody's like, they're throwing the football too much. They're doing this. They're doing that. The defense is terrible. I'm like, if they would just run the football like they do in every other game, if they didn't win, it would have been close. I'm like, what's happening? How do you feel about that? Brandon, because I feel like not only do we have the best rushing offense in the league, but we have four options. There's no reason to not run the football. We have four freaking options. <laughs> well, I, you know, that's that thing is like right now you see a lot of um, still inconsistent play. I feel like we're going to see a lot of more um, – had to have a little more fluidity with the scheduling. I have a feeling that we might see some Wednesday night football and Thursday night football and stuff like that, or more Thursday night football games, which, God forbid, that's uh, been a disaster so far. These Thursday night football games of uh, matchups have not been that great. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I feel, I feel like this week the Thursday night game is going to be a lot better than the ones we've seen because, I mean, at least it's not going to be on NFL Network anymore. Because I tell you, those NFL Network games, I mean, they always put all the crappy the the crappy games on NFL Network. So, you know, it look this this week kind of looks more positive than like especially last week what we had and the week before. So I, I you know I kinda have I give them the shall of the doubt here, you know. I, hopefully. Hopefully it's gonna be good. Yeah, I think Brandon, I think they're gonna have to do something. Uh, just because I just don't think COVID's going to let them finish this season. I, I'm surprised they didn't they didn't do a bubble. I know they didn't really want to do a whole season in the bubble, like. But I mean, the NBA did. Have, I mean, they're the perfect example of what you should do. I feel like so. 
Let me see. Dolphins yeah, 49. I think there's going to be a lot of um, flexibility. I'm sorry. It seems like the uh, sound's going in and out. I think it's like it, it looks like it's disconnecting a little bit for some reason. I don't know why. Not sure. Not certain. I think. I don't know. Is anybody else having an issue with me specifically, or is it more Brandon? I mean, I can barely hear Brandon that much. I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's uh, the connection with him. Okay, huh. My, it might be. There's always somebody that, that disconnects. Always something. That's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> but uh, – but we'll we'll move into the uh, Dolphins and 49ers game. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully Brandon will get back. You know, in, in full swing here. It, just just let me know if if you can, can hear everything. Uh, Dolphins 49ers. Um, oh, this is a weird one because without Jimmy G, like I don't think Jimmy G is like the greatest thing in the world. But I think at the same time, like Jimmy G is a good. Uh, a good guy to have in that spot. He's going to protect the football. He's not going to make mistakes. He's going to do what he need. You know, he's going to do what he needs to do to help the 49ers win. So without Jimmy G, I'm going to go with the Dolphins to get the win here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins to get the win here. Uh, let's let's just go go with Brandon. Hopefully he can he can hear me. Brandon, can you pick the uh, – can you hear me? Can you pick the 49ers-Dolphins game? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Yeah, I, I'm going to say 49ers. I think, uh, I think they'll uh, bounce back. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see the game actually be close. Where is it? Is it at the 49ers or at the Dolphins? Yeah, it's at the 49ers. Yeah, it's in San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco, okay. All right, well, I'll say – I think Niners are going to win, and uh, I think that they'll bounce back. I, I still am a little surprised they've lost to the Eagles on Sunday, but I think that they'll bounce back and um, get a get a big win to stay afloat in the NFC NFC West, which I think's going to be a very tough division this year. Right. Uh, real quick before we move to the to to the next person, uh, what do you think about the Washington game versus the uh, Rams this week? Uh, yeah, um, I watched a little bit of the Rams-Giants game, um, was really surprised that the Giants, I th- kind of figured the Rams would kind of walk away with the game towards the end. I have to say, I think, um, I think the Rams will win. I think uh, Washington still has a lot of question marks at the quarterback position. I just don't think Haskins, Haskins might not be starting probably within the next week or two. I think uh, you might see Alex Smith make an appearance, but I don't know how effective he's going to be because he hasn't played in two years, and he's very fortunate he's able to come back because, you know, that injury was so devastating. I think um, he should win uh, Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's actually walking and actually is on a team is incredible. I think it just shows how, uh, you know, what a what a warrior he is. And I think uh, I think it's going to be a close game. Usually every time the Rams and Washington have played the past, those games have been close. I think, uh, I think it could be like about a one-score game. But I think the Rams have enough experience, I think, and weapons, I think, that they'll, that they'll get the job done. And I think they'll – 
Washington will fall to one and four. I have a feeling that Washington's hold on the NFC East is going to end this week. <laughs> uh, back to uh, Justin on the game we on. The Dolphins 49ers game. You know what? I'm putting the Dolphins on upset alert. They're going to go into San Francisco and beat the Niners. And I just got a um I just got a notification on Twitter that someone just followed me. But okay, whatever about that. I mean I mean since we're talking about your Twitter, go ahead and shout it out while you're here. I mean, so people can follow you. It might have been somebody watching. You never know. <laughs> yeah, go follow me on Twitter at the true GSP or as Casey would like to say, <laughs> the the false Jam- oh, yeah, <laughs> well, that's, that's what Casey calls himself on the fantasy football team, but whatever. whatever. Um, Casey, do you think the fans get the wins? How, why, why is Justin the only one that said anything about that? I changed my name like two <laughs> weeks ago on there. Casey, I was so confused. I thought he changed his own name to the false JSB. So I'm like, all right, let me go see what Justin got going on with his team. Then I realized it was you. <laughs> but do you see how many points I put up this week? It was pretty Not ridiculous. 200 points, bro. Wow, bro. Wow. Wow, bro. <laughs> I think I beat that Chiefs guy. Uh, I don't know his name. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> that Chiefs fan. What I just, I I mopped the floor with him. Um, I don't even know why you're asking me about this game. You know the fans get the wins. I just want to make sure that the fans do indeed get the wins. So I mean, I just had to make sure it, it never moment. changes. The fans this, get the wins. I can totally see it. I can totally see the Dolphins winning. <laughs> um, Definitely ooh, interesting one here the uh, Giants and the Cowboys uh, you know jockeying for that NFC East positioning uh, for whoever you know what you know what I'm going with the Giants I think the Giants are going to get the upset here and they're going to prove that the Dallas Cowboys are absolute frauds I'm going with the New York football Giants to beat the Cowboys. Now, if the Giants do find a winning formula to beat the Cowboys and they just kind of copy and paste the rest of the games, then we might see some – well, I mean, the Cowboys' defense is terrible. So, I mean, that that does open it up for the Giants to have a good game. So, I'm I'm, I'm just going to stick with it. I'm going to go with the Giants to prove that Dallas is is, is an absolute fraud. Let's go to Justin. Hmm. Uh, I want to go with Danny Dimes. I do. I do. I do. You know, I'm going to have... Crap. Hmm. This was a hard one. Because both teams are pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> like, Dallas doesn't want to play until the end. Like, what the... Come on, NFL. Why, why are you doing this to me? You know, this week I'm going to say the Cowboys win here, but well, you know, we'll, we'll see how the we'll see how the Giants play this week. We'll see see if they do get the wins. I come, I'm, I got faith in you, Danny Dimes. I do. I want you. I want you to prove. I want you to show me 
that you can win and win this division. All but, right. Uh, this week I'm going with the Cowboys. All right. Brandon. Well, um, seeing these, these games have been on TV so often over the years. I mean, speaking of what, what is up with uh, this? I know this game is not on Sunday Night Football, but it seems like every year that it's America's one, game of the week. <laughs> I know it seems like they're always on Sunday Night Football. But the thing is, I think as much as the Cowboys are struggling, especially on defense, I think their offense will be too much for the Giants to overcome. I think the only way the Giants are going to win this game or have an opportunity to win this game is if Dallas turns the ball over. And if Dallas turns the ball over, then this game could get interesting. I think Daniel Jones doesn't have the weapons that uh, Dak Prescott has. Dak Prescott has Ezekiel Elliott, CeCe Lamb, uh, Mari Cooper, got some great weapons. But the thing is, I really don't think the Giants have the offense to really challenge the Cowboys, just absolutely putrid uh, defense. And I think that Giants, it's been a long time since the Giants have really had any sustained success against the Cowboys. It's been, a God, almost 10 years. It's been, I think, ever since the last time the Giants won the Super Bowl was the last time that the, they beat the Cowboys two straight games, at least two straight games. And I think, I think uh, Cowboys are going to win, but I could see this game being kind of ugly. But I think towards the end, I think you'll see uh, the Cowboys pull away and beat two and three, and they'll be uh, on top of the NFC East after Sunday, whatever that's worth. <laughs> All right, back to Casey. He's here. Uh can I go with the refs? Because <laughs> this this is definitely a game that you go with the refs. Because the refs never never lose, never, not not never, except like occasionally when they get run over and hit. But still, <laughs> oh man, uh, man. Um, I. St- I I still I gotta go with the Cowboys just with how again it uh but then again it could just be a toss up. Could be. I'm going with the Cowboys, but they're on upset alert, which is a weird thing to say for this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well the thing is if they can lose to the Browns, and I'm not hating on the Browns because the Browns are actually a pretty decent football team this year i think i think they're actually are scoring points it's so crazy i saw a stat that odell beckham has scored more touchdowns by himself than the giants have the entire season thus far (laughs) he's got four touchdowns giants have three but the one thing is being a washington fan i know one thing the giants look like garbage in every game except two, and that's against Washington both times. <laughs> I don't understand why. I never have, but Washington always struggles against the Giants, especially when Eli Manning played. When Eli Manning played, Eli Manning looked like John Elway when he played Washington. And it's just 
Thankfully, they're not playing Washington this week, but I definitely think that uh, the Giants are, are a team that could potentially be in the running for Trevor Lawrence in next year's draft, which that guy's legit. I think he's going to be a hell of a, hell of a quarterback. If I was, uh, I think the Jets might have that on lock. Yeah, the Jets have that on lock. <laughs> they have it on lock. They got it going. Um, moving into the uh, Broncos Patriots game. Uh, la, 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 la. this one's tough because if Drew Locke's not playing, the Broncos are just not good. If Drew Locke's not playing, they just they they look completely different uh, when when he doesn't play. So <laughs> I gotta go with the Patriots. I'm gonna go with the Patriots on this one. I mean, even with whatever is gonna happen with their quarterback situation, because I'm assuming Cam has to be out. I for think this week Cam. Too. Maybe, uh, yeah, he probably has to. There's no way, yeah, there's no way they're going to let him play this week uh, after getting COVID. Like, I feel like they got to at least let him sit this week and then he can come back the week at, you know, next week. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Patriots on, on this one. Um, Justin? Uh, yeah, the Patriots going to win here. I mean, both these I mean, if Cam was playing, I would think, yeah, definitely, most definitely the Patriots, but. You know, since Drew Locke's not playing for the um, the Broncos, yeah, the Broncos are not winning here. And you know, you you know, I gotta go my Justin way. You know, I gotta go pick outside my division, around my division, and ultimately I have to you know pick pick my team, pick that team. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, but the Patriots are gonna win here. All right, Brandon. Yeah, I have to go with the Pats on this one. Uh, Broncos just – Broncos are just pretty – they're a very pedestrian team. And I think even though the Patriots probably will be like you said, DJ, he, they will not have Cam Newton, obviously, because he's still recovering from COVID. I feel like the, the Patriots are still good enough to beat this Broncos team even without Cam Newton. And I think, um, I think uh, they win. But I was going to ask really quick, is the game in Denver or is it New England? It's New, England. New, New England, okay. Well, thing is, it being October, the weather's not going to be a factor, but I feel like if the game was in Denver, they might have more of a chance just because of the fact they have to travel cross-country and play in the, uh, in the high elevation in Denver. I feel like that would be – they'd have an opportunity to win the game, but I think, uh, I think Pats win. Pats win by at least 10. All right, Casey. Yeah, I. Uh, he muted his mic. <laughs> I unmuted. Did you remute it after I unmuted it? No, I. Uh, you you might have. Um, no, I unmuted it. You might have remuted it twice. <laughs> One of us remuted it when the other unmuted it. Somebody's uh, remuting people. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, the the COVID thing worries me because I I don't want them to rush him back. I you know uh, they say with COVID you you have to quarantine for at least four to five weeks, and I, it, that that worries me that they're not that they're gonna try to get him back as quick as possible, 
and he's not going to be completely cured. He's not going to be over it, and it's just going to spread even more. And it especially worries me because he's one of the, you know, the, quote, top quarterbacks in the league, you know. So it's not like he's a backup. It's not like he's, you know, a practice squad guy, you know. Uh, that 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 worries me. Um, but I I still got to go with the Patriots. Um, I, I I just feel like I trust them a little bit more. Um, yeah. All right, moving into the uh, Vikings versus the Seahawks game. Um, I mean. The Vikings did win last week, but albeit it was against the Texans. Uh, so I don't put a lot of merit into that right now, looking at the way the Texans look. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I just think they're the better team right now. Uh, they, they look good. And, you know, I mean, I mean, sloppy loss. Slo- sloppy loss against the uh, – um, not sloppy loss, but sloppy win, I should say, against Miami. But nonetheless, they still got the win. So I think they'll bounce back against Minnesota. Hope Justin Jefferson keeps playing well, though. He looks like he's finally maybe hitting his stride. So that's nice to see. Because it looked like for a while he wasn't going to hit that stride. So it's good to see that he's getting uh, some, some some touches. But uh, Seahawks win this one. Justin? Um, you know, I'm surprised that the Seahawks, you know, that from last week, the Seahawks-Miami game was, like, closer than what it was. Because, I mean, this I mean that this Dolphins team, they actually, you know, they actually be showing some good, showing some good progress. So I'm happy they had a close game last week. But I feel like this game right here with the Seahawks and the Vikings, I feel like it's not going to be that close. I mean, the the Seahawks are going to win here, and like Brandon said, there's really only a two way. There's only a, a two way race going on right now in the NFC, which is the Green Bay Packers and the Seattle Seahawks. And oh, don't forget about Cowboys fans. They're in there too. Oh yeah, Cowboys fan. You know that's the reason why that. Added that extra playoff spot for them for the Cowboys to get, even though the Cowboys aren't going, they probably won't get that. It's going to be New York or Washington. I don't know. Can't sleep on the Buccaneers either. But anyway, Buccaneers uh, are going to win their division. Um, <coughs> to Brandon. All right. Well, which game are we picking now? We're doing Viking Seahawks. Viking Seahawks. Okay. Uh, Vikings are just having a really uh, disappointing start to the season. Sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're having a disappointing that's how he, season. That's the what Seahawks he thinks about the Vikings starting the season, guys. What's that? I was saying that's what he thinks about the Vikings start to the season, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, with the Seahawks, I think that um, – I think they're the better team. I think Russell Wilson is – I think when it's all said and done, I think he's probably going to be the one who wins the MVP of the NFL this year. I think he means that much to the Seahawks. And um, I think I think that they should win this game pretty handily. I just don't uh, have a lot of faith in the Vikings right now. I feel like um, the person they should be going to is Dalvin Cook. 
instead of having to rely on Kirk Cousins. And that isn't right. me as a bitter Washington. I agree. I, I agree. Dalvin Cook is one of the best players in the NFL who does not get used enough, in my opinion. And I think Kirk Cousins is not worth the money that he got paid. Okay. Spot on. Um, Casey. I don't like how nobody uh, I don't like how nobody respects the uh, the Vikings. They had that one really good season. <laughs> that and one that one with, they, with, with Case Keenum. With Case Keenum. <laughs> right. <laughs> they had that one really good season and y'all just don't respect them. Well, it's like Case Keenum, and you know, ever since then, when they got uh, Mister, you like that. I just don't think that uh, he has uh, been worth the the uh, paper he's uh, he got paid. I think he got paid a little too much. <laughs> I'm I'm still giving him a chance. I'm going with the Vikings. Uh, I think. Uh, I think the Vikings um, are uh, playing catch-up right now when it comes to Green Bay. I mean, they're even behind Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) That's not something. We know Chicago's a fraud anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We got the uh, Chargers and the Saints. Um, I'm going to say this as uh, nicely as I can uh, for you Saints fans. But go Chargers, go Chargers win. I, I I don't know if Michael Thomas is coming back, but until he does, I just can't trust the Saints right now. I mean, Michael Thomas, he might be the MVP. It looks like looking at the way the Saints look. Um, I, I'm I'm going with the with the Chargers on this one. Justin, you know, I mean, you know, what I'm going to do here. Go outside my division, around my division, and you know all that crazy stuff. Nah, the Saints are gonna win here. The Saint, the Saints are winning here. If you say so, we're gonna change it up and go to Casey. I'm just gonna say, uh, GCG, go. All right. Brandon, do we have one more? Go, Chargers, go. Well, I have to say, I think uh, I'm going to go against the grain with you guys. I think that uh, I think the Saints are going to win, but I think this one is going to be a nail biter. I think uh, I definitely could see this going the other way. But I have to say I'm going to go with the Saints, but I think it's going to be a very close game, very similar to the game they had against the Lions this past week. But the Chargers have actually been pretty good for the most part. That they're a young team, and I think uh, I think is Herbert, Herbert playing is, this game. What's that? I said is Justin Herbert playing this game also? He is, I believe. Because I remember their coach saying that. They're going to go back to Tyrod Taylor because it's saying that. I think that, that's a mistake because I think. Yeah, Herbert, that, that most definitely is a mistake. It's like, oh, yeah. I think, uh, and I like Tyrod Taylor, you know, he, him being a Virginia boy and everything. Wait. Doesn't Tyrod Taylor have a punctured lung? 
Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, he has a lawsuit waiting to happen. He has a pretty good case for a lawsuit with the whole deal with uh, the doctor giving him that shot. So I think that uh, right now he might be a liability to the franchise right now. And uh, I think Herbert is Herbert's actually the real deal. I thought he was really good in college, and I think he's really good now. And I think that. Um, they definitely have a chance. Where is the game being played? Is the game being played in Los Angeles or New Orleans? It's going to be in New Orleans. New Orleans, okay. Well, the thing is, the one thing that really hurts during this pandemic is like certain teams with their home crowds. The Saints have such a great home crowd at the Superdome. And I feel like right now them not having their home crowd with them is just really killing their vibe. And I think that's really killing them having that big home field advantage. I mean, it doesn't really kill them when they're um when they're on the offense cuz you know that when that whole when when the Saints are on the offense when you know there's a little big crowd there, the whole arena is dead that whole stadium is dead silent. Yeah, they're a smart football crowd. I mean, I mean it's, it's like a, it's like a church, you know? I mean, the, the, that's like the church. They're all quiet. They don't say anything. <laughs> they don't scream or anything. <laughs> like yeah. You can hear a pen drop. Well, the but, thing is, that, that's the way it should be. When your team is on offense, they should be dead silent, not hooping and hollering and being loud. They should just be silent. But then when the team is on defense, then they should be uh, loud. Hooping and well. hollering, doing, saying all, everything. I, I agree. I, I totally agree. It's like they, the people in – New Orleans are smart out there. They're smart. Yeah. And it's one of the best home crowd advantages, and I think that that's one thing that they're really missing so far this year. And uh, unfortunately, this whole thing is out of their hands. This COVID thing is completely out of their hands, and they just don't have that home crowd this year. And I think that that would have made a big difference, especially when they played Green Bay on that Sunday night game last week. I think that that could have been – their 12th man and could have helped them out especially and by the way that was one heck of a ball game as well yeah yeah yeah, i do think the saints are going to win but i think this is going to be a very close game exactly um i think and i think the saints will be back once they uh once michael thomas comes back i just think we're really seeing how effective he is uh at what he does uh for the saints very yeah. valuable. So, um, but that'll do it for the uh, week five Casey picks. Did, did Casey pick? I, thought he, I could have swore he said go Chargers go. Oh, yeah, he did pick. He did, yeah. he did say go Chargers. I, I was tripping there. I thought. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll do it for the uh, week five picks. Appreciate Brandon for coming by a little, little bit a little bit later on. But he got, he got yeah. in here and got a chance. Yeah. To, I know he always ends up watching. Uh, oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I uh, definitely love listening to you guys. Uh, you know, when it comes to sports or wrestling, or you know, right now it's. Um, I feel like wrestling is still being affected by not having an audience right now, it a is. true audience. I think out of every every single form of entertainment and sports, I feel like wrestling is being affected more by not having a true audience. Yeah, I. I uh... To, to add to that, uh, again, I was I was just watching, uh, finally getting to watch Takeover, and it's it's so, and not even just Takeover, but I also saw um, 
highlights from impact and uh it's just it's so weird with with no one out there i mean at least with impact or with uh with like nxt they have like you know nxt you know trainees out there like you know to give some sort of a crowd effect but like impact there's nobody and uh i i saw a promo that's uh one of the guys was cutting in the in the ring and it was so awkward and silent where you know where you expect there to be a pop or you expect there to be a boo it's nothing and it's mm-hmm. it's just it throws you off so much not not just the guys in the ring but you know watching it at home it's just it's weird but it's unfortunately just, there's nothing it, they can do it's eerie it honestly it's uncomfortable watching it because I've tried to watch a little bit of wrestling. I, I, I keep up with AEW on the regular. I've been keeping up with that pretty much since day one. I, I've really enjoyed AEW for the most part. I feel like uh, they've done a better job of anybody with not having a crowd and having the talent there and having a limited crowd, especially having their own place, literally having their own place, Daily's place, has helped them out a lot. I feel like that has been a huge help. And thing is, like, I try to watch some WWE, and I swear to you, it is as dull as dishwater. It is so dull. Mm-hmm. I, I even before the pandemic, I was starting to kind of get out of watching WWE. And the only way I keep up with WWE nowadays, really, honestly, is through you guys or through Twitter. That's the only way I keep keep up with WWE. Yeah, and and if you're not a big SmackDown person, because uh, I know for a while I wasn't either, I was getting dull vibes from Raw. Uh, but I feel like SmackDown is far better right now uh, when I do watch the main roster. It's, SmackDown, it's night and day watched, almost. Yeah, I watched SmackDown a little bit this past week, and I have to say one thing. SmackDown was a hell of a lot better than what I saw on Raw this past Monday. I recorded Raw on the DVR and skim through it. And um, before the pandemic hit, I would record raw and watch it back. And it would take me all of five minutes to watch it. That's mm-hmm. how boring it was to me. And raw, well, and raw, raw has its just, spots. What? You know, raw has its spots where it's like, okay, I enjoyed that. But then there's other stuff where you just like, why? You know, like, I like the hurt business. Mm-hmm. Hurt Business is great. Exactly. I like that, too. I love the uh, that's, like, one of the only things that I watch Raw for is, is that. Like, that, that's been fun. But, like, some of the other stuff they got. Like, I don't know what the heck they're doing with Rollins. I don't like it. It's just, yeah, it's too much for me. It, you know, it, it's too much for me. Um, I, yeah, go ahead, Justin. I don't know. It's just, yeah. it, the whole thing is weird. So, back to the thing about. Like, Rollins is a. Go, go ahead, yeah, Brandon. Sorry. No, you can go ahead. I was going to say, Rollins is a great, a great in-ring talent. It's just, I don't know what his character is supposed to be. Exactly. His character is just, you know, well, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Straight Edge Society CM Punk version. But the thing is, I don't think his promos are strong. I just don't think he's, a, I've never found him to be a good promo at all. And that's one thing WWE definitely does not have a whole lot of as guys with strong promos. Well, and and 
kind of for from my perspective, you know, uh, being in you know the business for um, about a year and a half, so not too long, but like I've learned a lot more than I, I knew before, and like one thing that bothers me now from the from working in the business is guys not necessarily not to point out like Seth Rollins in general but guys like that where their gimmick is just that them like your gimmick is supposed to be some sort of a character some sort of like yes it should have a bit of you but it should be a character like turned up to 11 but so there's so many guys just in wrestling in general, where it's like, what is your gimmick other than an indie wrestler? What is your gimmick other than yourself? Like, there's no substance in a lot of these gimmicks, um, which is why I, I, I'm starting to really like the more of the like outlandish gimmicks, you know, like the Viking Raiders or whatever they're calling them this week. Yeah. Um, I love that because it, it it's a character. It's something crazy. It's something out of, you know, it's not normal. Um, Finn Balor as the demon. I love that. Um, yeah. The Fiend, the Fiend is doing good stuff right yeah. now. So like the, But it's weird. Hand, you know? Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy, though, because, like, on one hand, like, I love the Fiend. I love Velveteen Dream. Like, I love those, like, crazy outlandish characters but at the same time i'm loving what roman's doing right like i mean and that's like just the realistic this seems like who he would really be type of a character so it's like there has to be a balance i think and Mm -hmm. i think there is something missing with that balance well and 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 also to kind of uh piggyback off another thing that uh, brandon said was with with the promos is you know, and this is a little bit of selfishness, uh, being a manager and wanting to, you know, see more managers get to that spotlight. Um, because I feel like in the major leagues, the big leagues, uh, managers are kind of few and far between. Um, you know, obviously you have Paul Heyman, um, and, and a few others, but you know, I feel like that's a, a a place where you could be using more managers as mouthpieces for these guys who aren't who whose strong suit isn't promos. Um, but at the same time, I, I still think everyone should be working on their promos um, because that's that's a very very fundamental part of pro wrestling. Because at the end of the day, pro wrestling is storytelling. And if you can't tell the story in in multiple different forms other than in ring, other than wrestling, you know, you're you're kind of dropping the ball a little bit, I feel like. So, um like like I said, having managers does help. So I I wish they would, you know, do more with managers. Um but at the same time, guys, I feel like get a kind of lazy and they're like, "Oh, you know, I I, I don't want to. I don't want to do a promo here. I don't want to do a promo for this match or for that match. You know, I'm just gonna let my in ring work. You know, tell the story. Well, if you don't shoot a promo for the match, 
why are the fans going to care why you two are having a match? Exactly. exactly. Like, it, there's no point. Like, you could have two of the best wrestlers on your roster have a match. If I don't understand why they're having a match or there's no reason for them to have a match, why do you think I'm going to get into it? Why do you think I'm going to be invested in it? And exactly. a big part of that is cutting a promo. And it, it's, they're not, it's not even that hard. A promo should be 30 to 60 seconds. Not hard. Really isn't. Um, well, well, yeah, you know, piggyback on what you're saying, um, like Casey, um, you know, the thing is, like, the, that's missing in wrestling today, I especially agree with what you're saying, about managers because managers are, were such a big staple of wrestling back in the seventies and in the eighties and, you know, even further back, even in the sixties. And I feel like uh, guys like a uh, Bobby Heenan or, um, you know, who's, you know, still missed to this day. And it's just such a shame that he got sick when he did, because I feel like he still could have brought something to the table in wrestling. But uh, I feel like uh, a lot of these guys, the biggest thing I have at WWE is everybody sounds – when people talk in WWE, they sound like robots. They sound like no human being on this planet would speak like that. Exactly. The writers are in their ears, or you know, Vince Vince McMahon is in their ears. Like I just you hate see with the commentary too, Justin. That's, that's yeah, same with com- definitely with commentary. I know that so much. It's like, boss time. If you said it, one more freaking time, Michael Cole. Well, you know what? I can stand. I can stand Michael Cole more than I can stand Josh Matthews. And and to add to add to that, really quick, you know, with how everything is so robotic. In WWE, and all the all the promos sound the same, and oh, you got to get your your catchphrase in, even though even if it doesn't make any fucking sense, you got to get it in there. <laughs> they don't well, realize the that, that like... they, they they don't realize that that trickles down because guys coming up in the business, what do you think they're studying every week? What do you think they're watching every week? What are they? What do you think they're learning from every week? They're watching WWE. They're watching guys they look up to. And if 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 they're seeing the same robotic promo every week, they're gonna think, oh well, that's that's how a promo should be. No, no, it shouldn't. A promo well, should be from in here. Well, you know, there's three things about WWE that just completely throw me off, and that is the robotic promos, the fact that there's a pay-per-view every three weeks which is too much. Agreed. And also, my biggest pet peeve now is, oh my God, I had to take an Advil after I watched a WWE show not that long ago. I had flipped on just to see what was going on. The camera cuts. Oh my God. Have you guys paid attention? To yeah, this new whole Thunderdome stuff, like they do crazy camera cuts. Like they no, be they be doing crazy stuff. It's like the beatdowns. The beatdowns. Like if somebody does a beatdown on somebody, it's like zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. I don't know what. I don't know if the people in the truck are drinking, and 
they're just sloshed and they don't know what they're doing or <laughs> probably they have well, a seizure or something. I don't understand what is going on. It is the, the, the it is the most it, it looks terrible. It looks so bad. To to add to that, uh, there was there was I I think DJ and I did a review on a show. I forgot what which what pay per view it was, but I distinctly remember there was like a spot that had like ten camera cuts in like a what five second period. It was probably SummerSlam. It was so bad. Like it, it cut to like every little angle, and and it wasn't even like it was like it wasn't even like it was a replay. It was live and cut, 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 cut. And I'm like, why, why, why? Well, the we, thing is, like Vince thinks he's gonna win an Emmy one day, and I'm sorry, he has a better better chance of winning a Razzie than winning a yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, it, it is absolute putrid garbage. I think the worst thing that WWE ever did was having four different cameras now instead of just two like they used to. It just looks so... They try to... They think they're making movies, like Ben said in that uh, Beyond the Mat documentary. You remember the Scene where he said we make we make movies, and he took a swig out of his water jug or water water bottle. He thinks he's he thinks he is like the Coen Brothers or something, and really honestly, he's about as on par as Michael Bay. Just, yeah, guy does not guy doesn't have it anymore, and honestly, as long as he is in charge of that company, I don't think they're ever going to grow. Ever again, they might make money in spite of themselves, but I think as long as he is the head honcho of that company, and he's not getting any younger, he's 75 now. I feel like as long as he's there, I think they need some fresh blood, some fresh ideas, and I just don't think they're getting that from Vince McMahon right now. Vince is the worst thing that ever happened to Vince McMahon was WCW closing. Just, Absolutely, it just it gave him no no competition, and no competition. kind of you know going off another point. I, I I have a question for for all of you guys. I kind of want to get your thoughts. I, I know DJ and I have talked about this a little bit in the past um, with the pay per views because we also agree that there are just too many between the main roster and nxt and you know when when the uk comes back they have uk ones it's it's just ridiculous um i will give nxt credit they don't have one every month uh they spread it out but what what do you guys think would be a good number of pay-per-views per year i've always thought it would be like six you know um, i'd say four i think I think six six is a good number, but I I don't mind like I don't even mind the fact that there's one a month or even two a month if it's if if they're gonna do the brand split properly, <laughs> like it's the same like like they never, gonna, they never will exactly they that's the will. issue you're gonna have all these pay per views 
and then you're not going to split it by brand or split it by something. So that way, like, we're, you know, I mean, I think every other month will be fine. Like in terms of like, uh, you know, Raw gets a pay-per-view January and March, uh, you know, SmackDown gets a pay-per-view February and uh, April. And then, you know, have NXT sprinkled in there too. Like I would be fine with that, but they'll never do that. At worst, you can do it every month. You can even do two a month. I wouldn't even cry about two a month if it was split properly where where it felt like each show was worth something or special to me in some way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. See, I think, I honestly, in my, in my opinion, I think it should be six shows tops. I think it should be Royal Rumble in January. Have a break between not have any pay-per-views in February. Or March, if there's going to be a WrestleMania in March, or maybe you know, a lot of times WrestleMania is at the beginning of April, and I think that is a good time to have maybe a network special to set up, kind of like the bridge of uh, up angles going into WrestleMania. Maybe have one in like maybe early March to give a little time for Mania to breathe, and then uh, have. I, I always like King of the Ring. I've always liked tournaments and wrestling. So I feel like it should be Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, King of the Ring, SummerSlam. And between, I, I really like having a Halloween pay-per-view. I think Halloween Havoc as a pay-per-view would be so great. Just oh, yeah, and Halloween Havoc kind of coming back. Speaking of that, no, yeah, yeah, NXT, NXT special or NXT episode, but um, I think it'll be so cool if we had pay per view and remember the inflated pumpkin that they had on uh, in WCW. WCW did a lot of things wrong, but the one thing they did that I really always enjoyed is they had a theme with their Halloween Havocs, even though a lot of times the shows were really bad, <laughs> they were really bad shows i feel like they always had a different feel to it than especially when you see wwe things is so sterile you have the same stage every single show you have no set design whatsoever and i feel like you have survivor series and then maybe at the end of the year maybe have like a starcade special on the network like they had been doing in the past and um i think that um I think that the one thing that you do is kind of let not having as many shows, I feel like they wouldn't have to do as many rematches yeah, or recycling yeah. matches. Yeah. I think that's the worst thing that that's the one downside. I think to the Monday night wars, I think uh, nitro did a nitro had some great main events and great matches, but they kind of gave away such big matches and they had a pay-per-view every month, and they had to, like, oh, my God, we have to recycle these matches and have them again on pay-per-view. And yeah. You just can only see somebody wrestle too many times, and then you kind of get sterile to it, or you kind of just get immune to it. And and, and to, to kind of, you know, yeah, bounce off. About how I feel. I just feel like a lot of uh, – a lot of the WWE's kind of sterilizing their product, and I think the three hours on Raw is just ridiculous. They don't need the hours; they haven't need, they never needed that. And uh, I think that the worst thing that they did was turn that show into a three-hour show. 
and I think uh, two hours or even one hour I think is totally adequate. I think that's exactly what they need. Yeah, but yeah, that's a, but yeah, that's how I feel about that. I'm pretty sure you guys are probably in the same wheelhouse as me. Mm-hmm. I, I I definitely agree with a lot of you know I I I I've always talked about how I I wish they would bring back King of the Ring and a proper King of the Ring, not the you know we're gonna do you know the majority of the tournament on you know Raw and SmackDown and then you know the main event of this throwaway pay per view is gonna be the finals of the, no an actual King of the Ring pay per view you know like it yeah. used to be. Um, at least do quarterfinals, semifinals, and, cha- and the championship yeah. now, the final yeah. match. I just, and, I, I think that like one of the greatest pay reviews I've ever seen where they did the tournament correctly was the very first King of the Ring pay review in 93. I'm biased because I'm a big Bret Hart fan, but I, yeah. that was one of the best showcases I've ever seen of any wrestler going through a tournament and having just kick ass match is one after the other. I just think that uh, I just wish that they let I just feel like a lot of times especially Vince doesn't have the attention span to build something over time and you can do a tournament where it can be fun. I mean, some of the biggest ratings you get all year long (laughs) pre-COVID was the NCAA tournament in basketball and I think that you do that with professional wrestling but I think some people don't have the patience or the know-how to do it properly. Yeah, and and it's, it's kind of, uh, as with the, the Halloween Havoc thing, I know NXT is bringing back, uh, as, as a pay-per-view, the Halloween Havoc, which they've been doing a lot of bringing back some of the older um, WCW pay-per-views as NXT pay-per-views, which, which I like. Um, yeah. The, the one thing, the one huge thing, and, and, and we've talked about this on the show a couple times, the huge thing that they dropped the ball with that I think would have been a perfect opportunity, especially during this whole, you know, COVID thing over the summer where, you know, people, a lot of people inside, you know, because you don't want to spread the virus and all that. They had the perfect opportunity to somehow do an outdoor uh, bash at the beach. I think that absolutely. that would have been absolutely perfect. Absolutely, I never understood. This is the one thing I do not understand. WWE has always had SummerSlam at the end of the summer. Always, usually at the end of August. Why? Have they never, they've only done it one time where they had a SummerSlam outside. And that was almost 30 years ago, which was probably one of the greatest SummerSlams they ever had in London. Uh, you know, the famous yeah. Bret Hart, um, uh, Danny Boy Smith Intercontinental Championship match. I feel like they're missing out. I, I definitely agree with you, Casey. I really wish they would do. I just think it'd be so cool to have a show just outside in like a baseball stadium. Once everything gets yes. back to, you can actually have crowds again. I think that would be so cool. And uh, like have it in like, uh, you know, somewhere like, you know, Chicago, maybe have it at Wrigley Field or have it at Fenway Park. Just have it somewhere and have it as a kind of like an outdoor summer field. Yeah. I just think that'd be cool. I just wish they'd do more of that. But uh, instead of just doing it for WrestleMania. 
Yeah. Uh, but a- a- anyway, I-, I know I know that DJ and I always talk about discussions. I, I think I think this is going into a discussion because uh, I-, I know Brandon, you you mentioned that uh, Bret Hart is one of your favorite wrestlers of all time, and is is mine as well. Um, so I-, I I think at some point we need to do uh, an updated discussion on uh, our our favorite wrestlers of all time. See, have- I'm more I'm more of a Michael fan. I'm more. That's more my favorite. We we definitely will. Um, I don't want to run too many of our NFL picks people away. I have two, uh, I have two favorites. I have Bret Hart, Macho Man. Same. Bret Hart, Macho Man are my favorites. Yep. We will uh, expand uh, this discussion uh, at some point um, under its own little uh, umbrella, of course. Uh, Justin, did you want to chime in on the paper the pay per view thing? Oh yeah, I did want to chime in on that. Before so, we, uh, wrap up. Yeah, so before before we get out of here, before you know, we talk about any more stuff, you no know, more wrestling. Um, see, I feel like they should do four shows, four, four pay per views a year. So Royal Rumble, of course, and then you know n- nothing during like February and nothing during March, and have WrestleMania in April because that's a great time to have WrestleMania. And then, actually, maybe actually, I change it to six because I li- I like King of the Ring. That's always been one of my favorite pay per views to watch because I you know like Brandon says you know tournaments are tournaments are amazing, and you know with the WWE Network you know you could do you can have the tournament you know go through that like that'd be amazing on there. Okay, oh, absolutely. so absolutely yeah, and also maybe you could do like a little more. TV specials, you know, since like you know how NXT is doing, you know, Halloween Havoc on you know regular NXT, you know, you could do some like regular TV specials, you know, and just make the your show feel more special. Because I remember what they used to do, you know, with Monday Night Raw, you know, we have some like three hour specials once in a while. So do yeah. do something like that, you know, to have you go like, okay, you know, we're coming towards the end of you know, like you know, finishing off some rivalries here, you know. So let's kind of do a special show, and then go into building something new here, and then you know, every every few weeks, you know, you do kind of a special thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I definitely I, I think agree. That's a good point. Yeah, and I, like TNA, TNA does that. Like they just got done doing, you know, Victory Road. You know, getting, you know, kind of tying the loose knots for Bound for Glory coming up here, which is like right. in three weeks here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They they have and, some, and I hope that um, TNA or you know Impact. I hope that TNA they actually for Bound for Glory they actually have some you know people in the crowd you know maybe even wrestlers or something you know because it, it just feels like really weird without them having any fans like you see the you know nxt w wwe aw you know them having you know either wrestlers or you know having a little bit of crowd having a little bit of you know fans in the crowd yeah and i mean but, they're putting on some of the some of the best shows so it will be nice to get some sort of natural reaction uh, at your biggest show of the year, which should be Slammiversary. But yeah, I mean, they want to about Impact. I've been oh, hearing good things about Impact. I just haven't watched a show in so long. Last time I watched an actual Impact show, <laughs> this shows you how long ago it was. It was still on Spike TV. 
And also, I'll tell you, like, um, back back to what Casey was saying earlier, like about like the reason why a lot of these companies are stale, like WWE especially is stale right now, is because a lot of you know, like a lot of wrestlers are kind of like robotic and stuff. You know, they they don't have any really much character to them. But in Impact, I mean, there's like so many crazy wonky characters. I mean, you got Susie, you got the um. Even EC3's character is a little bit crazy. I like EC3's character. You got um, Eric Young's character, you know, him being a maniac. Rosemary. Uh, Rosemary. Um, Ty Valkyrie. I mean, the whole, um, let what's it called? The Russell House. That's a crazy suit of characters there you got. We got Crazy Steve. Is Crazy Steve still there? Yeah, great, Crazy yeah. Steve over there. Yeah, um, Johnny Swinger. Well, and, um, and, and, and to add to to add to that, one of the impressive things to me, still, because like you know, I I hadn't watched Impact in a while. Um, you know, I I, I was watching around when Sue Young debuted. In, in impact and I was super excited about her because I you know I'd watched her in the Indies and stuff like that and I knew I knew how talented she was and then for a while I kind of you know stopped watching impact again uh, not because I wasn't into it it's just I, I don't ne- wasn't remembering to watch it every week and then I come back and I see Susie and I'm like who who that who is who is Susie I don't know who this person is. And then I, I I forgot if it was DJ or who who told me it was like that's Sue Young. That impresses me right there. That somebody that I knew can change their gimmick, and I don't even realize it's them. That's impressive to me, because so many people well, change is, their gimmick, and you can tell it's the same person. Yeah. But, yeah. Is Don Callis still involved in the uh, in the company? Uh, not right now. Um, Madison Rain's on commentary right now. They they bring him in for like special occasions, like pay per views, stuff like that. They'll you have know, him on commentary. Yeah, you know, I could put up with Michael Cole, but Josh Matthews, he is terrible on commentary. I cannot stand Josh I don't Matthews. Think he's that bad. You talking about Matthews? Yeah, oh, Josh Matthews. Oh, uh, I tell you, every time I hear that man talk, he sounds like he is horribly constipated. Every time he talks <laughs> on commentary, he you always sounds like he is just yeah. You know they're, you thinking thinking about in, um, they're thinking about bringing in Matt Striker. Yeah, Matt Striker. That's who I was about to say. That's who I really want to see. Matt Striker come back. They've been considering that, is, is what I heard. But uh, I wouldn't mind that to be honest. Like Matt Striker, he's really good at play by play. It's like I like Matt Striker. Would you guys rather have Mike Tanay back and Don West? Yes, yeah, dude. Definitely. Classic impact. See, yeah. I, I, I would love. To, isn't Tanay in AEW? No, Tanay is in WWE. No, actually, no. Never mind. That's that's. I'm taking somebody. I'm taking JB. He's retired. He's retired. He's living in Las Vegas now. I know that for a fact because Tony Schiavone talked about that on his podcast. Yeah, uh, but Taz I, is still pretty good on commentary. I actually enjoy Taz on commentary. And he's a solid manager too. Yeah, see, I never I, thought of liking Taz in twenty twenty. Like, what? 
This is weird. Yeah. I, I really like I, I would really like Matt Stryker though because I I loved him in Lucha Underground. Um I, I think he he's so much better as a commentator than he ever was in ring. Uh no offense to his no. in ring work. But he he's a really good commentator. I, I I would I would love to see them bring him in. Oh, you said striker. You said striker, Casey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They there was a report that they might bring him in. Uh, that was the most recent report. Um, but anyway, I think I, I think there's no nothing else left to be said. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with this, to be honest, because I think we got on a pretty good discussion. Uh, wrestling discussion, ironically, yeah. on the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast. Ha-ha. Uh, uh, we got on a pretty good wrestling discussion, so sorry, NFL fans who may have been specifically here for NFL content. You never know when we'll go on a wrestling tangent. You never know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we got the NFL hey, stuff I'm done before. I'm the one who started. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's true. That's true. I started um, it. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, I'm not certain what exactly – uh, I'm going to do it. If it lets me upload this in its entirety, I will. Uh, if it doesn't, then I will uh, cut it and make the make the wrestling portion its own little discussion within itself anyway. Um, I know Casey and I, uh, and maybe some others, I'm not sure, are going to talk about uh, NXT TakeOver at some point uh, throughout the week, and we may just uh, get on some other. Victory Road also. What do you say? Are we going to talk about Victory Road also? We could talk about them in the uh, same show. Uh, possibly. Uh, I think that's something that I've been thinking about. I haven't talked to Casey about it, uh, ironically enough, as I bring it up on a live show uh, about potentially doing just a weekly show where we talk about different things going on. And, and especially some of these later reviews that we end up doing. Uh, Haven't we, have we had this idea like 17 times? We, we have, but uh, <laughs> now we, we have an actual... Uh, audio audience to deal with so i'm trying to uh i'm trying to, i'm trying to push some things casey okay we'll figure it <laughs> as long as we get content over there okay what it is <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know we, we may look into that um even if it's not even anything remotely uh organized if it's just shooting the breeze as they say uh about just wrestling topics different pay-per-views that just happened different things going on. We may just do it that way instead of having a, an actual, uh, having some sort of actual form within it. But nonetheless, that'll be it for the, uh, wrestling discussion slash NFL picks. Uh, you know, that, that, that we had a shout out to Brandon for coming by. Appreciate it so much. Um, good seeing y'all again, man. Yeah. Good seeing you, man. man. Brandon, I was surprised. It was, I was surprised. No beer today. (laughs) <laughs> no COVID beard. What's going on, Brandon? <laughs> but uh, nonetheless. I don't know either. It's battering it out here in the boonies. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, if you are listening and you want to, uh, you want the live content, be sure to like us on Facebook. Uh, if you are watching and you want to listen on the road, wherever you may be, you can uh, Google us, uh, Instaclass Wrestling Podcast. Google us and, and you can find us and be able to listen as well. But nonetheless. We'll see you guys on whatever the next show is. Shout out to Justin, too. Forgot to shout out to Justin. But shout out to Justin at the True JSB on Twitter. Uh, tweet him something crazy. Uh, you know, let him know that uh, he has some crazy ideas. But nonetheless, we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace, bye, love, and 